0: Hey, great friends. What's happening today is Wednesday. It is February 1st, which means new promo code coming your way here for Tory Holistics in just one second. Uh, Today's going to be a crazy day because so much news happened either late yesterday or early this morning. And obviously, we're going to get to the whole Tom Brady situation. So stay with us. We're just getting rolling here. Uh, We are in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. Interesting. I had a conversation early this morning with our friends down at Seven Mile Casino and the thing we're talking about and i'll tell you why because um i received some messages from some great friends who said hey man um when's the next time we're going to all get together and do something like maybe we did last year when we had that dinner at 7 mile casino and i said i'm so glad you asked because i've already started talking to 7 mile casino about what we're going to do together in q1 sounds kind of fancy to say q1 of 2023 and we're already talking about what we're going to do together in March, and I don't want to give it away, but I think you guys are going to love it because it's different. It's not just, hey, we're all getting together for dinner. We're all going to hang out. I don't want to say yet until I can give you the date, but I think you guys are going to love it. Seven Mile Casino, their website is sevenmilecasino.com, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, which is Sammy's Woodfire Pizza, Table Games, Blackjack, Poker, Pie Gal, and others right here in the casino side, all condensed for people who want great food and great gaming. 7 Mile Casino, seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, 7milecasino.com. All right. Uh, also, speaking of uh, Tory Holistics, I had a really great conversation yesterday with Ruthie Edelson, who you guys all know, who's the marketing director at Tory Holistics. And, um, man, we, we got some things cooking with those guys, too. So here's what I want to say. Always support our sponsors, please. Um, we have a lot of great places here in San Diego where if you want to buy cannabis products for whatever reason, could be pain management could be sleep, could be related to just wanting to use it recreationally. That's on you, man. But there is a new promo code today. And if I'm being completely, utterly honest, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just don't know what it is. Do you know what it is, Alex? Because I don't think I received an email from Ruthie saying what it is. But guess what, Scott? Tell this me. is a great
1: teachable moment yeah. for everybody. Uh huh. Go to KaplanandCrew.com. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and do it while I talk about it? Go to KaplanandCrew.com. Okay. Click on the Tory Holistics logo and you will see the promo code. So if anybody te- is texting you or texting me, that's all you got to do. Go to Tory go to caplancrew.com, click that Tory Holistics logo. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna see that the promo code for the month
0: of February is Flowers23. Wow. Uh dude, great moment for us to teach. You're exactly right. In fact, I uh when I say teach, I mean implore people to go to use our website. I was actually uh, reading an email this morning from Cousin Nancy, and it had all of our statistics on it from mm-hmm. uh, the last month. And when you tell people to go to our website, Kaplanandcrew.com, for the promo code for Tory Holistics, that's one reason to go. Another reason to go, and by the way, just one last final time, Flowers23 is the yes, promo sir. code. Tory Holistics in Sorrento Valley, California Holistics in Chula Vista. And I think another well, number Flowers. Flowers. Right, right. Not, not flower, S. like, Flowers23 like right. the year, like Michael Jordan. Um, another reason to go to our website, Kaplanandcrew.com, is to learn more about I Thrive Lean. Now, this is the weight loss plan that Alex has been on for the last three and a half months. We talked about this yesterday. We got these beautiful pictures from Alex's wedding in early November. And here we are now in early February. And that was like 30, 30 some odd pounds ago. you know. Um, so he started it before the wedding and actually has told us the story of trying to put on the same suit that he wore at the wedding. And it's just way too big now. So if you're trying to lose weight and you can't change your your eating habits, you don't you can't change your your workout game plan, you can still lose weight by using the iThrive Lean program. Another great reason to go to Kaplanandcrew.com, click on iThrive, you'll learn all about it. Hey, um, I want to mention to you Pensky San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com, because they've got over a thousand vehicles in their 12 different dealerships across their nine brands. But if you want to make things really fast, easy, and actually it's a lot of fun, just use their website PenskySanDiego.com because every car, every make, every model, plus all the certified pre-owned right there waiting for you, PenskeSanDiego.com. And then the last thing I want to mention to you is thank you to everybody who has been buying Athletic Greens. I need this more than ever before right now, because I've been dealing with a little bit of a cold over the last couple of days. 75 vitamins, minerals, nutrients, probiotics, all here. So instead of popping pills every morning, I just take this, and I know it looks green, and it probably looks gross. I promise you, the taste is great, and it's something you're going to jones for. And listen, anybody who's recently bought it, let me know in 30 days if you notice the difference. Because here's what I notice. When I'm on it, I feel great. I've got a lot of energy. It's sustained. Um, I sleep really well. I clean out the bowels really nicely, okay? But um, when I'm off of it, I can feel the difference. Check them out, athleticgreens.com Kaplan. Uh, All the the discounts are built in the five free travel packs, the one year supply of vitamin D, the bottle, the canister, the powder, the beautiful packaging, and uh, and you'll get yourself a subscription. You'll be very happy about that. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. All right, we got a lot to get to today. Let's get to it. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. I want to say good afternoon to all of our radio listeners on 1090, tuning in throughout Southern California. Uh, Appreciate you guys who still listen on the radio. Want to say what's up to all of our YouTube viewers who are involved in our live YouTube chat. So get in on that to all of our podcasters who listen on your own time on Apple, Spotify, or whatever other audio podcast platform you use. And tonight we will be on TV. Channel 4 San Diego's our home base, part of the Cox Your View Network. So really, you can find us anywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, our email newsletter, our website. But we're like the easiest people on the planet to find. So before we jump in today, and obviously big story, Tom Brady retires. He says this time for good. I I, I believe him this time. Fellas, isn't it interesting that yesterday we were having this conversation? And I remember at one point, Alex, you said, so we all think that Tom Brady will play again. And we weren't even thinking about him playing for a year. We were actually thinking, you know what? If you're the 49ers, maybe he finishes his career with you and he plays for another two years or so. And you might be thinking, but dude, he's 45. I get it. But if you just look at the numbers he produced this year, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL statistically still. So yesterday, we're talking about Tom Brady possibly finishing his career with Vegas and Josh McDaniels, with San Francisco, his hometown team, and the possibility of partnering up with Kyle Shanahan. And literally in under 24 hours, Tom Brady releases a video, what looks like on the beach somewhere, I assume in Florida, and, uh, and he tells us he's retired. So that is definitely our lead story. Another story we're going to get into today is later yesterday when we got off the air, all the NFL coaching moves started to happen in Houston, uh, a, a crazy story in Denver. We're going to get to all of that stuff coming up. So stay with us. We're just getting on the airwaves before we get started. Grande, how you feeling today, pal?
1: Me? Yeah. Why you ask
0: it like that? Like, I'm like, now I'm like suspicious. Did I do something? No, Mm -hmm. nope. Mm -hmm. Didn't do something. Did I miss something? No, no. It's just that yesterday uh, and Monday, I know a lot of Uh people could hear from me that I was struggling. Yeah. And I don't think we all feel like you can catch a cold anymore. And I have one, no doubt
1: as you call. I had to call <laughs> Dude, I,
0: I have a legit cold there's no doubt mm-hmm. i've had a runny mm-hmm. nose i've had a headache and i've had a little cough going for the last couple of days and mm-hmm. you guys were busting my freaking balls over here on monday like yo take a covid test and i don't want to take a covid test because i don't want to know that i have covid right. but but just the same reason why i took the vaccination especially early on, was because I got to think about other people, you know, and I can't Mm -hmm. be going places and doing things and hanging out with people. If I think I might have it, I should at least know that I do or I don't. So anyway, so yesterday I wound up taking the COVID test and I got the COVID test from the government. You know how they sent an email to the whole world? Hey, you want a couple of free COVID tests? We'll send them to you. Good thing, because I was I seen yesterday in the news that we're like officially done with covid in this country. In fact, like Really? Yeah, when I don't mean like people won't get it. I mean like come May of this year, President Biden has said vaccinations oh. and tests you have to start paying for that stuff. We're we're through the pandemic. So if if you need a covid test, you're going to pay for it. If you need a covid vaccination, you're going to pay for it. This starts in May of this mm. year and you know, that was just sort of the headlines of it all. Got it. So yesterday, I go to take a covid test. And I don't know about everybody else. This is the first one I've taken in a really long time. A home test. It's freaking confusing. I I, I was like, what the hell? I'm trying to follow every step. Open the box. Take out the this. Take this, open it, don't touch this. Make sure your hands are washed and dry. Put in six drops, but only six. And you have to put the the thing on top of it. You can't be at an angle. And then you got to swish it around. And then you got to stick it up your nose. 15 seconds, swirl it all around. Don't forget the other nostril. Do that one too. Then you got to stick the swab into the thing and then close the book. And the whole time I'm panicking (laughs) the whole time. I'm in a state of panic. Like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it Mm -hmm. wrong? Have I screwed Mm -hmm. it up? Have I infected Mm -hmm. it with, with dirty hands? I mean, I'm a mess until, until I do it. I set an alarm for 15 minutes. I come back and I got one pink line. Two pink lines means positive. One pink line means negative. And I swear to you, I'm not joking. As soon as I saw the one pink line rather than the two pink lines, I just felt so much better. I mean, I was ready to go. I felt so much better. And I still had a little bit of a headache and I still have the sniffles and I got a little bit of a cough. But knowing that I had one pink line rather than two and that the home test told me I was negative, I I immediately felt 100 times better.
1: So I got to ask you, you still have stuff happening today, obviously, as you wipe your nose and cough. Can't, like Can't
0: get around it. So, cannot do it.
1: So will you test again or one negative, you're good to go? What do you think I should do? I think if you're going places, mm-hmm. like you just said, like for other folks, mm-hmm. I would probably test before I bounce and meet with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're just going to be home working and really whatever, you know, I think you'll be Okay. I, th- I think it's more about you don't really want to be running around Cardiff and the Kraken and and wherever else you go if if you if you are positive today, right? Agreed. Agreed. Right. So that's all. I think if you're going to go out and about, maybe just to be safe. But yeah, um, I mean, that's how people operate. They take a test and they move
0: on. Yeah, I do the same thing. Right. So I took one COVID test yesterday. It was negative, and I don't really want to take another one. And I'll tell you, man, I'm not joking. When I say I felt a hundred times better prior to that, I was like freezing. I took a big old nap and I was freezing. I woke up, I'm like, I'm freezing. Like I'm shaking my whole body. Shaking. I'm walking around the house with a big old blanket. I can't get warmed mm-hmm. up. I'm freezing. And I'm like, oh no, I probably have COVID. Took the test. Didn't have it. One test. One test. Right. So why you bring up COVID and, and me? Well, you were saying yesterday... That you and your girlfriend, excuse me, now your Wait. wife. <laughs> don't oh, mind me. Geez. You should take a test right now. <laughs> don't mind me. I still got a little bit just, of a cough. just swab <laughs>
2: the microphone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, that's you, great. You were telling us that that Mar wasn't feeling so hot.
1: Yeah, you guys have been around um, a lot of people. Yeah, how you doing? And yesterday, um, she called out she was feeling like trash, Mm -hmm. but on Monday she tested negative like you on Monday. She felt awful Mm -hmm. on Sunday. She slept from about 12 PM to 9 PM. Cause she went to Mexico on Saturday for a big family party. And that must've been a cesspool for COVID. Cause I think there's about half the guests came back with some, the TJ variant. And, uh, so yesterday she was like, do we have any more COVID tests? I still feel awful. And I was like, yeah. And I gave her one. And she said as soon as she put little drop the little drop things on the little tablet, she, as the thing went up, she saw line line bang bang. Bang bang. And then um she realized they were expired tests. Because <laughs> they weren't the ones the government sent. They we just had them in the house. So no, I right. went to Target mm-hmm. and I got some. And by the way, tests, in my opinion, she laughed at me. She's like, How much do you think they cost? And I was like, uh not eleven dollars a pop
0: no way eleven dollars yeah. for one test for one test not for
1: two not for two for one i was like uh that's pretty expensive um so i got her some and she did the test again and yep she's she she got two thick lines on that thing okay
0: well now you live with her you're uh-huh. exposed to her right i suspect no but i had you. no
1: symptoms except headache i've just been i've had a headache mm-hmm. And I was like, that's all I got. I got. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, according to the, the world, I have no symptoms. So I re- I ran around and prepared, like it's the apocalypse. So I went grocery shopping. I, I, I did a bunch of stuff with the dog. Cause I was like, we might be locked up in this house for the next five days. And, uh, yeah, I woke up this morning feeling like ass took a test and I got two thick lines. They thick boys on that thing.
0: Damn. So now this you is infested. So now you have a positive test, mm-hmm. and will you take a second test to see if maybe you had a false positive?
1: Oh no, that thing was thick, dude. That thing's bright red. All right, but let me like, ask you this. Let me ask you. This. You know how like the first line, if if you only get one, it's negative. Yeah, my positive line is th- redder and thicker than, <laughs> the, than the negative one. Let me ask you this:
0: if <laughs> I Mario told Fieldball, you, too. if I told you that you had 10 tests in your house free Mm -hmm. government issued Mm -hmm. free tests would you take another one yeah
1: but not today i mean tomorrow all
0: i'm saying is this at 11 dollars a test yeah i want to conserve the ones that i have i got four from the government i'm down to three i don't need to be going to target to buy an 11 dollar test so i'm happy with my negative and i'm going to just go with i took a test i'm negative
1: right so now that i think we have to i don't know like I think we test every day to see if we ever just get negative, right? So I could leave my house again. How does it work? I don't don't even know. I've never tested positive for for COVID. I've had all four variants, but I've (laughs) never tested positive for COVID before. Wow,
0: I can't stop. My nose won't stop running.
1: I dodged that thing for three
0: years. Positive tests
1: caught up to me. Well, you
0: had it. You just didn't have positive tests, right? Correct. But I feel fine. Yeah, I'm here. But like a total badass, Iron Man. But right, like a total badass rather than letting us give you the business come on man for real like you can't do the show today from home Mm -hmm. you're like no Mm -hmm. i'll stick it to you two guys i'll do it with covid
1: (laughs) it's actually um it's actually quite distracting from how i feel because you know 10 minutes before we started doing this i was laying in bed because my back was killing me so it's nice and distracting to be on here
0: i actually woke up this morning and my headache was gone And still had a little sniffle and still have a little cough, but felt so much better and decided, you know what, rather than go to the gym where I wanted to work out, because I don't want to cough on anybody or, you know, give a cold to anybody, or maybe that's where I got whatever I've got. I decided to jump on the Peloton this morning and Mm -hmm. I did a really, really hard workout with some, I don't know, some kind of like German black guy. He didn't speak any English. Everything was in German you know, Uh other than let's go. It was the only thing he said in English is let's go. So I didn't understand a word my man said. I just followed his numbers all morning long. And I was like, I'm going to put in like an extra hard effort, like 20% more than I would normally do. So no headache, little cough, definitely sniffles, but feeling much, much better. Browner, what do you make of all this?
2: I think you guys are really ignoring what is actually more suspicious that's going around. And it happened last night. You may not have experienced up where you live, but here everything was shaking because planes were flying overhead. And I don't mean like kind of shaking like, oh, that's a helicopter. Like, no, that's military activity, military activity that happens in the end of the world type movies. So, yeah, that, my friend, that is more on the agenda for me today. I need to crowd surf to see what's going on out there. If you live anywhere in the San Diego area, and you your home was shaking because of the, the air traffic last night let me know because i went outside and i thought i saw a ufo but it wasn't a ufo it was a line of planes and i was really? like "Uh oh here we go and i'm yeah. watching the last of us and there's a scene in the last of us where everything is like
1: going mm, at- no spoilers yeah, the yeah, Last yeah. of Us.
0: wait i don't even know what the last scene- of
2: us is what are we doing what do you mean what are we it's, doing it's, i don't know the series it's a, it's a television show on hbo it's, come it's, on you
1: know how i watch tv you know i don't go you know i don't go week to week
2: It's, listen, listen, I want to tell y'all something about The Last of Us, if you haven't watched the second of it, if you didn't plan on watching it, if you plan on watching it. For those who don't know, The Last of Us was a critically acclaimed, extremely bomb video game that they have now made into a movie, uh, into a television series on HBO. Mm -hmm. It is, quite frankly, the first three episodes. Full of white people. No. That's why I'm in on it. No, it's not. There see if you watch it, if you
1: watch it
0: not just the red zone, will... Alex. Right. I
1: right. mean, if no, you, I mean that's what I'm you. Ta- listen. When you go to the IMDB page and you watch trailers, it's bright. Don't
2: don't red zone it's the bright.
1: don't don't red zone,
2: Don't red zone the last of us, okay?
1: Don't red. Well, zone that's the what last you do to all us. the shows we tell
2: you about. Because there are no listen, and and am I ever wrong? No. No. So I'm is there a main you,
1: character? Is there a main character that is not white on that show? yes a main character yes because i see one on a cast of 12 so do you far. do you
2: want me one. to
1: do you thank you do you want me to
0: that's what we tell you all the
1: time it?
2: do you want me to spoil it for you yes or no 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 okay well I'm then. gonna watch it wait but we you know only watch, watch the it. first three
0: episodes I'm,
2: there's only three there's
0: only three. three oh this how long might is each be episode
2: uh, the last one was an uh, hour and 12 minutes. Okay. And the other two, I think the first one was 56 and then the other one was 52.
0: Okay, got it. Go ahead.
2: The first three episodes of this show, the last one will win awards. Mm-hmm. Whenever it gets put up for awards, it will win awards. It's one of the greatest hour and 12 minutes I've ever seen on TV. And I'm not really even into that stuff.
0: And do you know the video game before you watch the series or not? You don't need to
2: know it. No. Because okay,
0: I don't. I've never heard of it. One no, more time. You, what's the series called?
2: The Last of Us.
0: The Last of Us. I'm going to write it down. Go ahead.
2: So the first three episodes are fantastic. They're absolutely fantastic. You, you're you going to be a little bit in the dark if you haven't played the video game, but you don't need to have played the video game. Playing the video game just makes some of the scenes that they roll up on, and you go, oh, that was in the game, or that was in the game. And so that's like, there's parts of it that really, as the person who played the game, mm-hmm. make, it, make the show extra good, but the acting, the writing... And uh, just the the direct everything in this is great, man. It's absolutely great.
0: Okay, so I I hadn't heard of The Last of Us. The the next thing I was I had on my calendar to watch was You People with Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill, where the Black family and the Jewish haven't family. Haven't watched it yet. Haven't watched Me neither. And it and let me tell you something. I I haven't seen it yet. I've only watched a trailer, but the, it it kind of hits close to home, you know, because uh, my daughter has dated a black dude. And, (laughs) and I've thought to myself all along, geez, I wonder what happens (laughs) if she decides to get married to a black guy. And it's not just, what does it mean for us? I thought of it. What does it mean to them that, that, that their boy would be marrying a white girl who's Jewish. And so the storyline without even having seen it yet is like, you know, something that could happen in my real life, you know? So I'm kind of excited to see it. And I was going to watch it last night after the Laker game. But then I realized I don't have two hours in me. And then I went to go watch the San Diego State basketball game. And it wasn't even on because whatever game was on before them on CBS Sports Network had gone to overtime. And I was watching the bottom line on CBS Sports Network. And they were telling me the score of the San Diego State-Nevada game. But I wasn't able to see it because whatever crappy game was on was in overtime. So by the time when they got to the San Diego State game, And I got to halftime. I was like, you know what? I'm not making it to the second half. And I passed out. So I haven't seen The Last of Us. I haven't seen you people. And I just finished White Lotus, which I'm still.
2: The third episode. The third episode. If you watch it with a woman, Mm -hmm. she will cry. Oh, really? Uh, Uh. Yeah. Listen, you might cry. Mm. You might cry. Mm -hmm. All right. Scott, Scott, you will cry on the third episode.
1: Well, you know, I'm an emotional guy.
2: Yeah, you got a lot of emotion wrapped up in I you. mean, I started yeah. crying.
1: Somebody sent me um, a message on Twitter, and I forgot to even watch it. But I guess SNL this weekend did mm-hmm. a spoof of White Lotus called Black Lotus.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. I was like,
1: oh, they must be listening to the show. Yeah. They must I be saw listening the ho- to the hotel. Yeah, show. the
0: hotel thing. I yeah, saw was, that on the... Uh, I didn't... You know. I got to go see it. I got to go see I got to go see the Black Lotus uh on, on SNL. That's very funny. So look, mm-hmm. you, you say that I'm an emotional guy and that I might cry. Listen, I was getting emotional this morning on Tom Brady. Me
2: too. I, I'm i not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It caught me when you could, when he first said he was thanking the people, you could hear it getting ready to come out. Like he was physically getting teary eyed. And I was like, Oh damn, Tom, don't do it, dog. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then <laughs> it went away. Right.
0: You imagine though, like what it There's must too be much like. going on though. What what do you mean there's too much going on?
1: Hmm? There's too much going on for me to believe that this is an official retirement.
2: Nah, this is it, man. That video that video felt real, man. It wasn't like that long letter he wrote.
1: Like His this movies video. coming out this weekend. I don't know. It's man. gonna it's gonna um, bomb.
0: No, it's not gonna bomb. Right. It's not gonna bomb. Yes, it is. Oh no, it'll, it'll bomb. bomb. No, it's not. It'll bomb. No, why do you how that? many people you go? How many people like you take into it? Well, I'm probably not gonna make it this weekend, but it's definitely something that when I go to the movie theater and I've gone, like told you. Like two times in the last few weeks every time they went through the previews in the beginning of the movies which now lasts like 30 minutes um of all the movies that they showed us i'm like the tom brady movies the only one i'm even interested in like everything else looks like garbage to me
1: now there's just the uh, the fact that he did it on the same day that he retired last year the fact that it was just a video of him on a beach the fact that he's doing a podcast yesterday you know, I forget who he was interviewing and like, he's been just on Jimmy Kimmel. He's been promoting his movie. And I'm like, I, I I'm just not until I would even say until week one comes and he's not on a team. I will not believe he's retired. He's too <laughs> good. He's too good. And still has too much in him. And there's too many teams that need him that I think he's retired. And if he, if he would have not, I mean, obviously if he would have, unretired Lash. what i mean is if he didn't do that whole thing last week last year with the five week retirement i would have maybe believed this one but i this is just there's no way he goes out with a, him
0: sitting on a beach game like all right thanks everybody bye see on the other hand i looked at it differently like you know totally what? I, rather than having a press conference yeah this is just more authentic and genuine but i like where you're coming yeah. from alex i love how skeptical you are like and retired how you are. Who's he working for?
1: Fox. Oh, what's happening the next two weeks at Fox? Oh, the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. Mm, okay. When he pops up on the TV on Fox, not find well, it. Now that's interesting. Oh, he is. Oh he, no, he would, is good. He
0: battered it. Would they possibly put him in the booth just for a little no. bit during? No. The... All right. No, it's
1: too big. All right. Hold on, everybody. All
0: right, just everybody chill. We're just getting rolling. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studio. We're here today with COVID, without COVID. We're on the air. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. We'll dive deeper into the Tom Brady story. Next. Hey, great friends. What's up? It's Kaplan and crew. Wednesday afternoon. Coming to you from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. And um, is it me? Am I alone in this? Yes. Are you sure? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm freezing, man.
1: Oh, no. I'm cold.
0: I am bitter freezing cold. And I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday in Pittsburgh, 22 degrees. He's telling me how cold it is. My daughter's up in Boise. She's like, oh, my God, it's so damn cold. I'm scheduled to go to New York this weekend on a business trip. It seems freezing cold there, and I'm worried about you know, travel and things getting canceled. I just can't deal with cold weather. I mean, it's getting to a point now where San Diego just may be too cold for me. I'm like looking around going, where could I go to warm up, to thaw out?
2: The desert. Go back Psych home, man. It's cold there at night. I'll go
1: back home. Florida? Yep.
0: Yeah. Have you guys seen what it costs to travel nowadays?
1: No, I haven't, I mean, it, actually.
0: It is cray cray what it costs to travel.
1: You know, how, you dude, know?
0: have you seen how much eggs cost? No, interestingly <laughs> enough, because I haven't been in a grocery store in a couple of weeks. Me... And because my daughter does all the grocery shopping, but mm-hmm. funny enough, we always have eggs. Like eggs are like a, a staple in right. our refrigerator. I'm here. We don't have any.
2: I was yep. I was just about to say, hey eggs, whoever the egg man is, bro, you pricing yourself out. You about to realize you are not that important. You are not as important as you think you are, sir. For the amount of
1: money that y'all want for these
2: eggs, keep them.
1: Keep them chickens. Yeah, man. I'm listen, I I my wife saw a TikTok and now it's I can't just go to Vons and get like the Safeway white eggs like I don't care, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> to me an egg is an egg. Mm -hmm. Right, uh uh, she's like, We need pasture raised, like organic, bro. I'm out here paying like nine dollars for 12 eggs, dude. What, bro?
2: Just switch the the cartons, she won't know.
1: She won't won't know. That's a lot of work, you know. It's a lot of work, you know. What I used to go to 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 the grocery store and like walk out bags and bags and bags of groceries for like a hundred bucks. Right now, dude, I I could fit a hundred bucks in one bag, no problem,
0: dude. Oh, there's my, my, my favorite little taco shop around the corner. Um, my daughter went there the other day. She got two tacos. I want to say it was like $13 for two tacos.
1: I have issues with what the taco industry in San Diego has done to taco pricing. I have big issues. Yeah. I'm a, a guy that grew too. up. I'm a guy that grew up going to TJ here. My, my my first years in San Diego, I would go to TJ for lunch. You know, mm-hmm. I'd go to I'd skip class, go to TJ, knock out three tacos for a dollar. There's these taco places around in my neighborhood. Where these, these dudes, they're out here charging $5 for one carne asada taco. And I'm like, what is going? Like, okay, I get it. Meat's expensive. But $5 for one carne asada taco? One, one taco, $5? I have issues with that, Scott. I got big I issues really, with that. I really, really like More the, than the way, the way egg you turned
0: prices. on. I, I, but I love the way you turned on the uh, carne asada. Yeah. See, yeah. There's a there's a little taco shop up um that I've never been to before. And the reason I'd never been in it is because outside it says a um, it doesn't say supermercado. It says um, oh God, there's another word they use and it just completely left my head. yeah, No, it's it's more like um, I don't know, gosh, forget it. I it was like groseria or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, it must be like a Mexican grocery store or something mm-hmm. like that. And I walked in the other day. Just I'm like, I got to see what's going on in here. And it's a full-on taco shop. That's all. That's all it is. I'm like, you guys got this sign out there that uses a word that crackers like myself who live in this neighborhood do not know what that means. So I think you are a grocery store with Mexican products. And you guys are telling me you're just a taco shop. So I was in there. And I'm like, you know what? While I'm in here, let me get some. So I haven't had eggs in a long time because... I, again, A, I haven't gone to the grocery store in a long time. My daughter goes to the grocery store and she buys all the food. And I don't know if she looked at the eggs and said they're too much or maybe the store didn't have any. I'm not really sure. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a chorizo and egg avocado burrito, breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. And it was fire. No AF. potatoes? No potatoes. I, I don't do the extra carbs. You know, the, the, the tortillas oh, yeah. are mean, enough. Yeah,
1: you scoop the bread.
0: Right. You know me. Yeah. And so um, so I got this amazing burrito. It was fire. AF. Love chorizo. But it was like the first eggs I've had in a long time. And I was surprised. The burrito was like, I don't know, nine or ten bucks.
1: You got real chorizo? See. Si. Oh.
0: Si, as so like, to what? was
1: it soy riso?
0: No, I don't do that.
1: So like the bottom of your burrito was just dripping no, in just oil? just dripping. Yeah. Just dripping. Yeah. So yeah. fire. Uh, this might be a cardinal sin as a Mexican, but I don't by chorizo, it's just it's messy cooking it. It's oily everywhere. It, my hands. If I put in a burrito, my hands look like I'm like bleeding. You know, it's just <laughs> I have switched to soy rizo, and honestly, they, yeah, there's a difference, but it's not like that big of a difference to me. And I know I just insulted a lot of people, but I just can't with the, all that oil and, and the mess. It's the mess. It's the yeah. mess,
0: dude. It's, it's... It, I have
1: a white top stove kind of thing. It's just a mess,
0: man. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty rare to get chorizo, but I will tell you this. Just to your point about soy rizo. I, uh, my daughter who is like mostly vegetarian, she buys these beyond burgers, you Mm -hmm. know, and she'll make them in tacos. So it's not, you know, like if we had taco night, I like to use Turkey meat. Mm -hmm. She likes to use beyond burgers. Well, one night she made these beyond burgers as taco meat and it looked just like regular meat. So Mm -hmm. I tried it fire. Interesting. Yeah. Now a lot of people are giving me grief about it. They're like, dude, it's all chemicals. And it's, and I'm like, I got it. I mean, I do, I really do. Um, which is why I never was interested in it in the first place, but my daughter likes it and it's, it's fire. So how do we get started on this eggs, egg prices,
1: uh, traveling to Florida.
0: Yeah. Freezing
1: expensive travel, expensive eggs, expensive tacos, right. Chorizo burritos, soy riso, impossible burger tacos. White people taco nine. There you go. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's Let's uh, let's get to Tom Brady because that is the story of the day. We're in the 7 Mile Casino studio, 7milecasino.com. Um, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, for those of you that watch the pre-roll of the podcast, those of you that are listening on radio, you wouldn't have seen this or heard this, TV viewers as well. Um, Browner, don't say anything if you don't mind. But we're working on something now to because people have been asking me, when are we going back to 7 Mile Casino? We had that great dinner last year. At Seven Mile Casino when Alex designed the menu. We had like, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 people all come to dinner. It was so much fun. And then we got done with dinner and then at Sammy's restaurant and bar, and then we went over and we all played cards together. So we're working on an event in March at Seven Mile Casino. But I don't want to say what it is because I think people will be super hyped on yes, it's dinner, but there's also a show. And I want to, I want to save that. What, Browner, you know what I'm talking about. What do you think?
2: I think that we are going to give the listeners of the show something very, very special and something very, very fun that they will remember.
0: Yep, I agree. I do. All right, let me do this. Let me jump right into Tom Brady because that news broke early this morning. As a matter of fact, um, about 6 o'clock this morning, I hear my phone buzzing and I can. I, my eyes are closed, but I can see that my phone is lighting up. I go to grab my phone and it's the first story. ESPN had put it out and whatever other news services I follow, news and sports, tons of push notifications. Yes, yes, I allow for push notifications. Most of you don't, I do. My phone is constantly all day long buzzing with push notifications. Tom Brady retires. Now, he put out a video all over social media. And to me, this just my own opinion. I actually think he's really done. I mean, literally yesterday, I said on air, <laughs> I expect him to play two more years. We all had this conversation about should he go to San Francisco? Can he collaborate with Kyle Shanahan? Would he walk through the door and say it's my team, do what I tell you? Could he go to Vegas? Could he go home? Could he go home to New England? Could could the Patriots organization go, you know what? He plays three more years after he left us. He's won a Super Bowl. We haven't. Let's bring him home. Could Mac Jones learn from Brady? Could Mac Jones go from being starter to backup? We had this whole conversation yesterday, <laughs> and then this morning, Brady says he's officially retired. Like really, this time. Like, hey, hey, I'm retired. Like really. But Alex, I like your cynicism. You don't, you don't buy it.
1: Um, no, I, 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 I don't. Um, it's just, I got to get the video. I don't know where it went, but I <laughs> it. um, it's just one of those things that there's just so much going on around brady right now that and then also the same day he retired last year and you guys know me i'm always a skeptic i'm always just like i'm just a skeptic i'm not a conspiracy theorist but i just feel like there is he's just so good still and his personal life and i don't want to sound like a dick kind of seemed to just like blow up in his face last year so it's like Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm." It's almost like he lost that aspect. I don't know if that's true or not, but it just like I just think there's so much left in the tank, and there's real contenders that could use him. He's already got the next part lined up. It just feels out of nowhere again. I just don't. I'm not convinced, and I won't be convinced until week one. Yeah, I know. Though, I, what I if mean, somebody I... gets like a, a another San Francisco? Like, you go, imagine go through, the Niners though. go through all their stuff, like yeah, go, again. Go
0: through your your uh, your skepticism, though. You had a bunch of reasons why you're not 100 percent buying it, and some of them might be actually convincing to people who are listening and watching.
1: Well, um, number one, he retired in 2022 on February 1st. Today is February 1st. Last year, he wrote a very very long, like, was it letter? I guess that thanked basically everybody in the world. This year, he retires again, February 1st, in a 55-second video where he just is on a beach. Like, that's it. And that's number one. His movie's coming out, so could use some promotion because I think it's going to stink. It's not. He's been on Jimmy Kimmel. He's doing a... He's, like, sitting down doing an interview on his own pod like there is so much stuff happening around brady that this just feels to me like a promotional of some sort like let's get my name back out there let's like get it's not about me playing it's about me doing everything else like he just interviewed Stephen a smith yesterday on his podcast
0: wait he interviewed Stephen a or Stephen yeah. a interviewed him on no. his podcast D-
1: jim gray and tom brady interviewed Stephen a smith that's who the, it was the, and i just looked it up And I don't know. It just for me, it just seems like there's a lot happening and a lot of things he wants to promote. And him throwing out his retirement talk, it just all seems like
0: good timing. Hey, by the way, you guys both think that this movie is going to bomb. I told you that the last two times I was in a movie theater, I saw The Fablemans, (laughs) which I thought was horrible, and I saw uh, what was it called, Life of Otto or Something of Otto, something with Tom Hanks, and I thought uh, that was a little bit better. Although my girlfriend cried the entire film Mm -hmm. of every preview that I saw in the theater over the last two times I was in it, every other movie looked like trash to me. And the one movie that if you would have said to me, what movie would you like to see of all those movies that they just previewed? It would be the Tom Brady movie. And I think you guys underestimate how many people love Tom Brady. And then you combine all these older lady actresses who are all ultra, ultra famous and successful, you put them together with Brady and whoever else is from the team that's in the movie. I I see there's one with Gronk. I see um, Guy Fieri, which I thought was the worst part of the uh, preview. At the very end, he goes, I'm Guy Fieri. I was like, okay, what does that have to do with anything? So, And I like Guy Fieri. Um, But I think you guys underestimate how many people love Tom Brady love these old ladies and because of
1: what you're saying yeah goes to my point like damn brady's no all these new englanders that maybe the last three years were like god i can't tom brady with the bucks like i'm over it we are mac jones is terrible jared stidham blah 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 how do you get all those guys in the theater oh brady retired we should go support his movie
0: oh please gotta support his movie i just think Browner, you're laughing You just at me. said.
1: You literally just said how many people love Tom Brady. That's literally right. going, to, like, that's supporting right. his movie. Like, that's all I'm saying. And it's just perfect timing. Like, let's retire today. The movie comes out on Friday. Yeah. Okay.
0: I don't know if it's about support, but I'll tell you this, Browner, as much as you think it's terrible and you won't go see it, I'll tell you this right now, buddy. White America is going to eat this for lunch.
1: It's got a Metacritic score of 49%. <laughs> is that good or bad? Is it out of 50? It's out of 100.
0: Oh, really? So, what? Just because it's going to be a bad and movie. Plus, doesn't it's make not like Tom Brady's
1: like starring in it. He's in it, but it's about those four ladies. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not like a Tom Brady road trip movie. Dude, so you think, okay, so let me get this straight. Because yeah. I, I think you don't understand
2: the power of how movies work now.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't. Go ahead okay,
2: teach me. Ava- Avatar has been number one for five, going to be six weeks after this. Mm-hmm. This movie is based on four women in their 60s? No, 80s. 80s. Okay, even better. Four women in their eighties, who the viewing demographic who goes to see movies now during the at night when they actually make movies or make money will be asleep. <laughs> like, yes, this movie's gonna do well from from noon to, to three
0: p.m. Let's go for a matinee, darling.
2: After that, could put.
0: I know
1: kids going to see Browning. this movie. This is how but you establish if it bombs or not. What was their budget and how much does it make? Okay, James Cameron had to make two billion dollars to make any sort of profit on Avatar Two. He did okay. that. It's like almost three, I think. The budget for eighty for Brady is twenty-eight million dollars. Okay, there you think this movie is going to make twenty-eight million dollars in the box office? No, but in the box office, twenty-eight.
0: You don't think so?
2: That's that's what they call a loss in the business, my friend.
0: Yeah, but twenty eight million sounds like such a small number. That's my whole point. Right. That's so what point. I'm what I'm saying is though that if it makes fifty six million, it doubled what it costs to make it. That's it's success.
2: Make, it's not gonna make that. That's what I'm can't saying. Wait. It's not gonna
0: make that. I, and it comes out Monday or it comes out Friday? Yep. yep. I can't wait to see what happens on Monday.
2: And, and and movies are more expensive than they've ever been. And this won't make it to twenty eight million. And that's not we, hard. That's not what hard. What do
0: you think, Alex? What do you think? It ain't
1: making it 28 million in weekend one. I mean, and if it's out and, if, it, if it's out there for two months, maybe, but it ain't doing it weekend one. The,
2: the, if you hit hard weekend one at a movie like this, you'll get 30, 40 million. And then the next week will be like 15, and the next week will be like five. This is going to do about 12 the first week. And it's not going to go higher than it will in the first week. It, that's just not, not how movies work.
0: All right, well, let me just say this. I don't know anything about the movie industry, okay? I don't pretend to be an expert. And very frankly, I've gone to the two movies in the last three or four weeks, um, which is like the first time I've been to the movies in years. I think I went to see Top Gun. Like that was probably the first time I'd seen a movie in, in a theater in years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I watched that movie Elvis on HBO Max at home. I mean, it's not it's not a movie that you go to a theater and see. Now, if um, it
1: was streaming, it might do some good numbers because you're just home. You might as well okay. throw it on.
0: All right, I'm going to tell you guys this. I think that this movie coming out the week before the Super Bowl the week when that there he is retires not long after he retires, he retires on Wednesday, movie comes out on Friday. I think this movie easily eclipses 28 million in the first weekend. Let me Let
2: me,
1: let me see what movies are opening this weekend. Yeah, let we let go. How we go from talking about Brady retiring to his movie? Oh, know. it's because he retired two days before his movie
0: came out because it's working exactly to plan. <laughs> <laughs> do you have the video available to show yes. everybody? It's a 50-second video. Yes. Many of you likely have seen it on social media. For those of you that haven't seen it or heard it. No. Here's-
2: knock at the Cabin okay. comes out this week. He is let's not okay. getting it. Wait, Bro, wait, wait,
0: no, let's, here's let's this. Here's this. Cabin.
1: Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Before we do Knock at the Cabin. The best performing comedy movies in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Guess how many made more than twenty eight million dollars? Of all Tell the me. comedies in twenty twenty two, okay, how mm-hmm. many how many comedies? Because that's mm-hmm. the other thing. This is a comedy. How mm-hmm. many comedies made more than twenty eight million dollars? How many? Just take a guess.
0: Five. Four. Five. Five <sighs> See, I know I know comedies. the movie industry. I know this industry well. Five
1: for comedies.
0: Honor. Five, Bronner. Five. Top of my head, I just know this stuff. And you think oh, like, Tom Brady's
1: <laughs> eighty for Brady is going to be one of the five of twenty twenty three?
0: What which movie? What five movies uh, were comedies in twenty twenty two that made more than twenty eight million?
1: And this is on the year, not mm-hmm. in the weekend. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Bob, the Bob's Burgers movie. Never 30, heard thirty thirty two. Was a car- That was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Violent Night. Never heard of it. Forty seven point five. Oh, Violent Night is like that Santa movie where Santa's a yeah. like bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, dog. I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's okay. Channing Tatum. That mm-hmm. made sixty-one million. Okay. The bad guys. Great movie. The bad guys made. The bad guys was animated. Great. Animated made ninety-eight million, mm-hmm. that was and good. the minions made three hundred and seventy million. Okay. The minions be raking it in. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I just have this uh, feeling that Tom Brady, and all of his fame.
2: But look at the demographic these movies are aimed at. The number 1 was kids, number 2 is kids. Dog was for for women who love Channing Tatum. What was the fourth one?
1: The Santa movie.
2: Uh, the uh, young silent? People. Right, Silent Night young people and the fifth yeah. one was what?
1: Doesn't yeah. matter. What does, it matter? The what does demog- it matter? It's not it's not 80-year-olds.
2: The demographic <laughs> that this movie is aimed at like I haven't seen a commercial for this movie at all.
0: Um, you you seem to think that this movie is aimed at eighty year old women because the four ladies in the movie are eighty year old women. Who I don't football think though,
2: f- Football watchers don't know these people.
0: Don't know these ladies? No, they don't. You're right. They know Tom Brady. Who's
2: and not in it? And that's why this
0: movie. And that's why, yes, he is in it.
2: Who's in the movie more? These three. These four ladies are Tom Brady.
0: I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Why don't you see it and let us know?
2: Man, I'm almost cursed. Don't Man, I'm not gonna see no.
0: <laughs> no, fam, I'm good. I'll pass. Really. What if I told you Vince Wilfork was in it? Would you see it then? Nope. Really?
2: Nope. I can't get that time back. What I've learned about movies is if I'm not personally invested in them, I can't get that time back. I ain't going to waste my time watching these four white ladies run around and see Tom Brady. I'll pass, bro. That's all. What if one of them?
0: What if one of them was black? Would you see it then? No. Oh, really? What if all four of them were black?
1: No. The premise of the movie is stupid. I don't. Tom Brady uh spent two days. He's got a small role on this movie.
0: All right, hold on, everybody. Let's do this. This
1: guy's going to be so mad when he sees that movie Tom Brady's not in it.
2: Let, let's do this.
0: <laughs> let's come back, and let's, let's hear what Brady said earlier yes. today when he retired via social media. We'll get right there. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew on a Wednesday afternoon. Hey, great friends. What's happening? Today is Wednesday. It is February 1st. This is Kaplan and Crew from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. To all of our 1090 listeners, wherever you may be in Southern California on radio, glad you guys are here. For all of our YouTube viewers, get involved in that YouTube chat. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, be involved in the conversation as the show goes along. To all of our podcast listeners, you're doing this on your own time. You're catching up. Shout out to you guys. And tonight, 7 p.m., we're on Channel 4 San Diego, which has affiliates in Orange County, L.A., and Santa Barbara. So, we're everywhere, right? So, easy to find. Very, very easy to find. All right, guys, let's keep going. The Tom Brady thing, we keep getting off track. <laughs> no surprise. Yeah. So, let, let's get into Brady's actual retirement announcement, and then we can have the discussion. Now, Browner and I both think Tom Brady's officially, really, finally done. And Alex here thinks that you're promoting a movie that comes out this Friday. Um, there are Same date as your him.
1: retirement last right. year.
0: Right. Yeah. Last year was February 1st. I didn't know that. Yeah. This year it's February 1st. You're promoting a yep. movie. Yep. Uh, the Super Bowl's on Fox. He's theoretically supposed to go work for Fox thereafter. Mm-hmm. So Alex here has taken over as show skeptic, which I don't like because I'm usually the most skeptical guy of the group. <laughs> and I don't like the fact that you're biting on my living.
1: I don't know. I feel like you've been going along with what's in front of you, man. I think uh, I think you I I have noticed that you have
0: stopped being skeptical. Well, I mean, what am I naive all of a sudden? I mean, it, it yeah. to, to believe to believe that Tom Brady is really retiring. 23 years in the NFL, 7 times Super Bowl champion, 5 times Super Bowl MVP, and a guy who wanted to play till he was 45 years old. Check, mm-hmm. check, check, check. What's left? Now, What's left is there's teams that could use him, and he still is performing at the absolute highest of levels. Alex is putting up on the screen some of the numbers that you might need to know about Brady's career. Go for it, Alex.
1: Seven-time Super Bowl champ, five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time league MVP, uh, the most regular season passing yards of all time, the most regular season passing touchdowns of all time, the most playoff passing yards of all time, and the most playoff touchdowns playoff passing touchdowns of all time
0: yeah those are the numbers you put up when you've played 23 years and you're in the playoffs literally every year Mm -hmm. I mean those are the numbers you put up so I mean to me I just look at the guy and I think this you're 45 you got the rest of your life you're ultra famous you're ultra wealthy and the next job that's waiting for you is actually going to pay you more than you were making as a player in the NFL I felt like today when watching his video, there's a guy who is satisfied and has great years ahead of him. Let's let's hear what Brady had to say. Yes.
3: Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured i just press record and let you guys know first. So... I uh, won't
1: be long-winded, I think you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors, uh, I could go on forever, there's too many, um, thank you guys for
3: allowing me to live my absolute dream, I wouldn't change, thing. Love you all.
0: That's a guy right there who's retired. <laughs> How do you suppose he uh got on the beach? Looks I can't tell where he's at, you know? Could be in Tampa for all I know. Looks warm because um, he's
1: wearing a short sleeve, so. Right. Could be in there. Miami, could
0: mm-hmm. be in Fort Lauderdale. He's he's on the Florida coast somewhere because you can see all the high-rise buildings right on the beach behind him. If I'm
1: keeping up with TMZ, I believe it's probably Miami because that's where Giselle moved with the children.
0: Oh, and Brady has been with the children on TMZ. So I wonder if, um, I wonder how he was able to, though, like just, hey, I'm just going to walk down to the beach, I'm just going to record a little retirement video for everybody. How he's not getting and, like, bad bunnied. Yeah. Like there's nobody.
1: It's his own private beach, probably.
0: I don't know, man. Probably. I, mean, I don't know because you see all those buildings behind him. They're so. all his
1: one house. It's all the
0: buildings <laughs> in his one house. Yeah. <laughs> So I hear I will say and I this, hear... that that's very good acting.
1: I'm down to go see his movie now.
0: See that guy? Guy yeah. knows how to almost cry, Browner. He's been taking mm-hmm. acting classes. Knows how to whimper. <laughs> no, listen, Come man. And
1: I, all, all honesty, that video to me is very authentic. That video to me does seem like a genuine goodbye. But this guy has already given us a genuine goodbye, and this guy has been authentic, and this guy is. I think he's addicted to the game, and that's my only reason. I, I think right now, yeah, he's retired. I genuinely think that. Do I think we'll see him in the NFL playing again? Yes. I just don't. I, I
2: He's done it. He, he did it. He unretired. He came back. The results weren't what he wanted. Sometimes, like, we, we don't think he's out of gas because he can still do it. But it's not that he's out of gas. It's what it takes for him to fill the tank up, that that's what he can't do. Like, he could probably play, play football for another two years, yeah. But getting to the point off-season work, everything you have to put in it, the personal sacrifices, he's already lost his marriage. His relationship with his kids appear to obviously be not awesome. How do you so, know? Because this is why he retired in the first place to spend time with him. Didn't want to spend time with him. And then was like, uh-oh, I don't want to do this no more. I'm out of here.
0: I mean, so, that's kind of just like just an assumption.
2: Well, yeah, obviously, I don't know. I don't know his kids. I don't know him. From my perception of what I see, that's what I think happened. He got to spend time with his kids, and he was like, wait a minute. They don't want to hang out with me. They're teenagers. I mean, I'm now at home by myself. My wife's gone somewhere. I'm going to go back and play football. And then he realized now this offseason, I'm divorced. I'm kind of on my own now. I can set the tempo different. I'm going to do this. So now he has full control over his life now. He got his day back. He gets his afternoons back. So now he can kind of write his own script. So now he'll be able to retire. That that first retirement was with a family, with a wife. He didn't want that. He didn't want that
1: retirement. So he went back. Now he got the retirement he wants,
2: and so now he's gonna live a better life.
1: Good for I think him. maybe if Scott, do you may, may you guys maybe think like all the reasons why I said it's a fake retirement is because of all the reasons it is a real retirement because he's got so much going on outside the football field now that he's just ready. He's got this yeah. podcast that it looks like he's investing into. He's got this probably a production company of some at some of some sort he's got the Brady brand that he keeps pimping out on Twitter like he's got a whole bunch going on is those reasons why he is officially retired
0: well and also i mean look he's going to work for fox at least let me rephrase that he has signed a contract to go to work for fox fox finds themselves in a little bit of a weird spot <clears throat> just because greg olson who's been the partner to kevin burkhart This year is their number one broadcast team. People really, really, really like that broadcast Mm -hmm. team. And people seem to really like Greg Olson. And it's interesting how many times somebody can be like a Greg Olson or a Tony Romo. And they were good players. I mean, Greg Olson was a very good player. Tony Romo was a very good NFL starting quarterback. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. He's not one of the all-time greats. He doesn't have some playoff record to brag about. He's a very good starting NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Those guys seem to become really good analysts. Whereas the biggest stars of the game, and I'll just throw out a few names that I remember. Joe Montana, terrible on TV. Dan Marino, terrible on TV. Jim Kelly, terrible on TV. These are Hall of Famers. Drew Brees, People thought he was terrible on TV. Tony Romo, Greg Olson, people really like these guys on TV, although Romo's catching a lot of heat because last week people thought he sucked.
2: It's stale. It's getting stale. He's clearly not he's preparing. He's not calling like he plays anymore. Did. Yeah, he, he's not preparing like he once did for these games, and now it just seems like he's going off of the reputation that he has built, and that's what he's doing the games with because that is getting worse.
0: Well, I, I saw him call a bunch of plays this week. that. Weren't right. right. Correct. Exactly. I think that you know? a
1: lot of people said that as well. He was so close to the game that he still recognized plays as they were happening that first year that the further he goes away from it, he won't recognize the plays as crisply as he used
0: to. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So if yeah, I'm Tom know. Brady, if I'm Tom Brady, look, I'm 45 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's officially a billionaire like LeBron is. But he's probably pretty darn close. Would just be a guess. Although those of you that are listening right now are going, don't forget about his divorce. I got it. But when ultra, ultra wealthy people get divorced, they're like, hey, sorry about this. Didn't work out. You take this. I'll take this. Let's go on with our lives. I'm sure Brady didn't get Brady ain't dealing with what I'm dealing with. Can Let's you feel get. me on that, Browner? Bill Gates
3: uh,
1: his net worth go. is $250 million, according to Celebrity Net Worth.
0: Really? No, Bill Gates
2: got divorced, lost half of his money. Jeff Bezos got divorced, lost half of his money, and both of them smiling happier than they've ever been. Yeah. It's different for them. <laughs> and yes.
1: plus well, Giselle Giselle's I think has more money than him. She
0: well, does. Giselle she does. had more money than Bill Gates's wife or Jeff Bezos's wife because Giselle had her own deal going Correct. on. Correct. Correct. So, I'm I'm sure that Tom Brady is thinking to himself, I'm 45. My teammates are like if I can hang out with somebody, thirty-two, you know, like, hey, they just drafted a new class. This kid's twenty-one, you know, like, I, I think I maybe have outgrown the locker room in some weird way.
2: The guy and, could have thrown the pass to somebody who could have been his kid, like, no doubt. What are, what are we doing?
0: You know, it's like I'm, I'm good. I've, I've won every, I've won the Super Bowl seven times. Mm-hmm. I've been to the Super Bowl ten times. I'm a five-time Super Bowl MVP. I'm going down in history as the greatest player in the history of the NFL based on rings. I know, Browner, you want to argue all day long about Deion Sanders, but all I'm saying is is that Tom Brady can feel like he's done it all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's actually good timing, too, for Fox. Now that Champagne's bouncing. Like, hey, so what are they going to do, bump Olsen down to the number two team, or are they going to bring Olsen into the studio, put – brady into the the one slot you know they lose champagne they get tom brady sounds like an See, upgrade I, to
2: me. I i i think that they're going to approach this from a totally different way with tom brady because it won't be like the manning cast but i also don't think they're just going to put him in a booth and have him call games like that i, I think he can offer more than just you know a, a, a blander version of tony romo because that's what he'll be in there doing seeing plays calling plays before they happen like, he, he has to offer more than that, and I think that he can. The question is, who at Fox has the imagination and has the vision to create something that people would want to watch and hear that they will stick with throughout the length of that contract? Because I think he could do something that's all his own. Putting him in a booth with somebody just wouldn't do him justice, in my opinion.
0: Well, I, I think that um, this is just a guess, that he'll go into the booth in year one, and he'll figure out if he likes it. And he'll figure out if he's good at it. I mean, I'll say this: if he's not good at it, he ain't sticking around. You know, it's just that just not the way a guy like him is wired. You know, uh, I, I look a at a guy like Drew Brees. Deal. How long? A ten-year deal with Fox. Okay, so, but but again, if he doesn't think he's good, and, and I, he doesn't like it, he's gonna bounce. You know, I, I look at a guy like Drew Brees. Okay, Drew Brees seven point five million dollars a year. I understand, but. I'm gonna guess that Tom Brady probably doesn't do things for money anymore because he's got generational wealth. Be just a guess. Yes. And I, Alex. Hey, I get it. Who's walking away from thirty-seven and a half million dollars? He's. I don't know what he made this year playing for the Buccaneers.
1: Seventeen weeks a year.
0: Right, but but it it does require some work, and it will involve a lot of criticism. And when I look at a guy like Breeze, just as an example. You know, Drew was, he just wasn't great on TV. And, and I would text him during like shows going, hey man, you're doing great. You know, you're <clears> looking good, blah, blah, blah. You're like I did with Landon during the World Cup. I would say to Landon Donovan, hey, you're doing great. And I think Landon's great on TV. But the critics just destroyed Drew. And NBC was like, we don't think Drew's ready to take over for Chris Collinsworth. And Drew's contract was, if I don't, I'm going to do a year in Notre Dame I'm going to be ready to move over to Sunday night football with Tarico, And if I don't get that Sunday night football deal in a year, I'm free to walk. Drew knew he wasn't great at it. Drew probably, I'm guessing, wasn't loving it. And now Drew's retired. And listen, I I mentioned to you guys, I ran into him at the Minnesota Vikings game a couple weeks ago where he brought his kids, his son and his son's six buddies. That's being a dad. Versus being an analyst and working. You know, Um, I ran into Drew. This is a couple, this is like a week later at the Viore store in Carmel Valley. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Yeah, you know what we're doing next? We're taking my kids uh, to another playoff game. And so he's being a dad and having a good time with it. He doesn't need the money that NBC was paying him. And he also doesn't need the criticism that goes with being a top analyst. If Tom Brady isn't good, by the way, I think he will be good. If Tom Brady isn't good, I don't see him sticking around.
1: You know, it'd be funny. What if NBC swoops up Greg Olson? Because they don't have a replacement for Chris Collinsworth. And Greg Olson has been so good that NBC can be like, hey, you deserve this amount of money. So come with us. Now we got Mike Tirico and Greg Olson. So what, you know, I think obviously it looks like Amazon's pretty set up. It looks like obviously ESPN set up, but, and CBS is set up but NBC is not. Like, right. They repl- Greg the replacement Olson might technology. end up being a winner financially
0: in all of this. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Could be. Um so Brady cuz they're not keeping Olson
1: in and not putting Brady in. You don't give someone that money and and don't put him in.
0: It is Oh no, no, no. And there's no way that Fox says, "Hey Tom, listen. Um Greg Olson's really good. People seem to really like them." <laughs> right. You know. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take you, and I don't know who the number two guy is, the number two play-by-play guy is at Fox. I, I couldn't recall it off the top of my head. I, I don't remember who it is. Um, but it's not like Fox is going to say to Tom Brady, hey, look, what we're going to do is this. We're going to keep Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson because people seem to really like them. We're going to move you, Tom Brady, Mr. Seven-time Super Bowl champion. We're going to move you to the number two team. Kind of let you get your feet wet a little bit. That's not happening. Nothing against Daryl Johnston, but I could see him getting the boot for Greg Olson as the number two guy. Who's the play-by-play guy? Joe Davis. Darryl, Joe Davis. Yeah, I could see them. I could see Fox saying, "Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take Joe Davis and we're going to give him Greg Olson, and our number two team is going to be that much better. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take Burkhart and we're going to take Brady and we're going to put those guys in the booth together. Burkhart, yeah, by the way. That. I I've talked to Kevin. Um, this is uh, a couple weeks ago in Minneapolis, and we started chatting about this just a little bit before the game. And he's like, "Bro, I don't, I don't know, man. He's like, this has gone so well. Me and Olson this year, it's gone so well." And I feel so bad for Olson because he's kind of the victim in all of this. But Olson said today, I saw a quote from Olsen today. He's like, Hey, I know what I signed up for. Yeah. I mean, I knew I was getting the number one spot. But you know what Greg Olson's gonna have? He's gonna broadcast the freaking Super Bowl. That is like the dream if you are an NFL broadcaster.
1: In year like two, right? Like full-time year two, I think, maybe three. I think so yeah. Yeah, because I remember him. When he was a Carolina Panther, he got to call like it was the Panthers won a bye week and he called a Vikings game. And the mm-hmm. Vikings didn't let him into the the right. team, the production meetings, because I they're remember. like, no, we got to play this guy in like three weeks. We're not going to let mm-hmm. him into the our facilities. Yeah. Right. So I think full time he's maybe year two, maybe three. Yeah. And he's, he's done and
0: great on the freaking Super Bowl. I know. And and one of the most anticipated Super Bowls in a long time. I know. All right, let me do this. Let me say that um, still to come, Alex mentioned um, the coaching moves yesterday. Briefly, we're going to get to that coming up in just a couple of minutes. Also, Ryan Lindley, the former San Diego State quarterback, who is now the current San Diego State offensive coordinator. First time we're having Ryan on since he's been promoted to offensive coordinator. We'll get there in just a matter of moments. Um, Hey, Alex, mm-hmm. tell me about what's going on with iThrive because yesterday you were upping your dosage. How you doing?
1: Yeah, Um. I I feel besides COVID, that's the only thing that I feel right now, (laughs) Uh, but everything's going well. You have like 34, 35 pounds. Um, I was wearing some shorts this morning and Margo's, those don't fit you anymore. She said they look super baggy. So, I mean, I guess it's like a noticeable change now Tamar, who sees me every single day, which is crazy.
0: There is a noticeable change because we looked at a picture from three years ago, and then we looked at a picture from your wedding, and just from your wedding in early November to where we are now, there's a noticeable difference. Hey, look, if you're trying to lose weight and you can't change your diet, you can't increase your exercise, and you don't want to change your lifestyle, you need to go to iThrive, 858-240-1497, 858-240-1497 is the number for those listening. And um, if you want to just make it easier, just go to kaplanandcrew.com, kaplanandcrew.com. Click on iThrive. You'll learn all about the iThrive Lean program. And um, you should definitely check it out because people are finding it to be an incredibly successful way to lose weight. And it's all FDA approved. So if that matters to you, obviously. So check it out, kaplanandcrew.com, iThriveMD, 858-240-1497. Alex has lost almost 35 pounds. And you're saving $200 per month for the first three months. So, $600 in savings over the first three months. Really good deal. All right, let's do this. Um, Coming up, Sean Payton is now the coach, I think, of the Denver Broncos. I say it like that because not the Chargers. Oh. I, I told you all season long he's not becoming the coach of the Chargers. Oh, I just read our mentions. I thought he was going to the Chargers. The Chargers do not pay coaches like Sean Payton what he can get. And the Chargers don't give up control to coaches like Sean Payton, who have the sort of experience that he has. They're more concerned with letting their kids run the team than having an experienced Super Bowl champion coach run their team. Sean Payton gets the job in Denver and Houston hires another black coach. So they should be applauded for what they're doing. And maybe this next new head coach can get the Houston Texans turned around because he was a former player there, one of their best players in the club's history. We'll get to these stories coming up, plus Ryan Lindley. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios. Stick around, everybody. All right, great friends. Hey, what's happening? It's Kaplan and crew. This is Wednesday, February 1st. Along with Grande and the Brown Man, we come to you from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. We will have the highlight of the day upcoming. And then Ryan Lindley is going to join the show, the new offensive coordinator of the San Diego State Aztecs and a longtime great friend. We'll get to all of that on the way. Uh, before we do, though, so we've been talking Tom Brady pretty much all afternoon, his retirement. Do you believe it? Do you not? Was it sincere? Uh, you know, is he promoting a movie? What happens to the Fox broadcast? We've been very Brady centric, but there were other big stories that happened yesterday in the NFL, which this is the NFL's time, right? The NFL. Right now, kind of owns the sports world. I would say that next week, probably late in the week, if LeBron is going to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record, that will become a very big story on Super Bowl week. But right now, the NFL has our attention. Yesterday, the Denver Broncos, according to the reports, signed a deal with Sean Payton. But the way I read it was they've agreed to hire Sean Payton and make a trade to the Saints. And at least based on the reports that I read, I thought to myself, is this a done deal or is it not a done deal? And so the Saints would get a first round pick this year from Denver, which, as I recall, was kind of a later pick, even though they didn't have a whole lot of success. Um, And, and the Saints would also receive the 2024 second round pick. So you're going to get a first rounder, and a second rounder for a coach who doesn't even coach your team anymore. And the Broncos would get a third rounder the following year. So Sean Payton to Denver. This is an ownership group that is willing to pay whatever it takes. They are multi, multi multi-billionaires. They took over the Broncos when Nathaniel Hackett was already hired as their head coach. They're the guys that got Russell Wilson and then gave him all this ridiculous money, which obviously we know he didn't play that well this year. Gentlemen, do you think that Sean Payton, out of football for a couple of years, and Russell Wilson, who moved teams a year ago and didn't really look very good, do you think this will become a successful partnership? What do you say? No. (laughs) Browder. We're just just looking at Browder,
2: rolling his eyes. No. No, Mm -hmm. man. Listen, if the Walmart people didn't have so much money, bro, I would really go after them because they about to get jobbed. They about to get jobbed. Sean Payton might have sold the greatest bill of goods that I may have seen in a very long time from a coaching perspective. This man is about to collect his check with a face mask on. This is about to be bad. This is about to be real bad, man. Russell Wilson isn't even the type of quarterback that he's been successful with. Like, so he's stuck with Russell Wilson. He's stuck with him. That defense is good. A
1: short, a short quarterback that can't throw deep. The mobility
2: is Russell Wilson's A-plus game. Drew Brees threw off timing. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees mm-hmm. threw on timing. So Okay, mm-hmm. so you're going to tell me that the throwing mm-hmm. ability of Drew Brees and the throwing ability of Russell Wilson are equal. They played two completely different games. They played two completely different games. And so if you're Sean Payton, you're now – the reason why Russell Wilson failed is because Sean Payton is going to ask him to play like Aaron Rodgers plays on timing. That's what he just failed at. That's literally why he just failed. And so Sean Payton's going to come in with his one Super Bowl, Russell Wilson's got that, and and try to change – how he plays the game that's why Hackett failed
0: wait just one more time what what do you wait i just want to make sure i understand what you think that Mm -hmm. just just describe it to me one more time what russell wilson wants to be versus what sean payton would want him to be just just break that down one more time i want to make sure i'm clear on what you're trying to say because remember rest in peace john clayton who said famously years ago browner you don't know anything (laughs) about quarterbacking in the nfl god love the guy
2: shout out to Devin hester hall of fame uh So Sean Payne became successful with Drew Brees playing quarterback, the style of Drew Brees plays. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson does not play that style of football. Russell Wilson is closer to playing – Drew Brees is closer to playing like Aaron Rodgers. I add those two together because Nathaniel Hackett thought that they were going to be calling play for Aaron Rodgers, and he ended up with Russell Wilson, and he never changed his style. That's why Russell Wilson looks so bad. Sean Payton is going to come in with the same style of play or similar to Nathaniel Hackett's style of play. The way that he wants the offense to run quarterback style is getting rid of the ball and timing routes. That's not what Russell Wilson does. That's what he just did sucking this year. It's going to be the same team.
0: All right. So the question was, will Sean Payton and Russell Wilson be a successful marriage of head coach and quarterback? Alex, what do you think? No.
1: Uh, I've done a 180. I've done a 180. And I think that, yes, I think that Sean, because here's also a preface. This guy also thought uh, the Broncos
2: would be good, so hear him out.
1: Which is why I still think now that they have a competent coach, they will be better. And also, they can't be much worse. <laughs> uh, you, They average like 17 points a game. That's clearly going to change. They are way too talented. They just they had no coaching last year. Let's be real. Guy was over his head. He had too many responsibilities. He was calling plays. He was being a head, first-time head coach. He wasn't ready. And Sean, you see Payne, Sean
2: Payne at the end of his tenure with the Saints?
1: Sean Payne's Wasn't offensive great. stats. Points per game. Rank second. Yards per game first. Third down conversion first. Red zone conversion first. I mean, the guy knows offense. Like it's he's gonna go in there and improve the offense. I, that is just a fact. There's no way he's not. There's no unless Russell Wilson is completely shot and completely washed and is the worst cook in the kitchen, like he's going to improve that offense. There's no way they're not going to.
0: So um when I think about Russell Wilson this past season yeah obviously it looked really bad mm-hmm. and you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback who just signed like a 250 million dollar contract with like 160 or 180 million dollars guaranteed he knows his status in the franchise now you've got a rookie head coach who has no relationship of any kind with Russell Wilson and it just seemed like it was destined to fail. And it only took 15 games for the new ownership of the Broncos to go, you know what, we didn't hire this guy. I think he's a little in over his head. Um, probably wasn't ready for prime time. And this relationship between quarterback and coach isn't working. I've been saying this for weeks. I'm going to stick with it. I think Sean Payton will come back into the NFL and will be no different than Mike McCarthy. If you go back and you look at when the Green Bay Packers won a Super Bowl, you had McCarthy as the head coach. You had a very young Aaron Rodgers. He was not as opinionated back then. He hadn't earned the opinion, if you will, back then. The two of them could coexist and partner together. And as you guys know, uh, a little bit of inside here, because my boy Van Pelt was the offensive, uh, he was the quarterback coach of the Packers. His job, literally, with the Packers was to deal with Aaron Rodgers because Rodgers at that point couldn't deal with McCarthy. Those two guys had a total personality battle. Um, Rodgers had lost trust in Mike McCarthy. There was an NFC Championship game in Seattle. I believe it was the second year that Seattle went to the Super Bowl. Remember, they went back-to-back, the one where Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. threw the interception at the end of the game. Um, That year... The Green Bay Packers played in the NFC Championship game in Seattle. I'm like 99% sure. Maybe it was the divisional round. Bottom line is they lost the game because McCarthy chose to kick two like 23-yard field goals in the game. When you're on the road in the playoffs against an explosive team, you just can't settle for field goals. Not that short. And, and Rodgers felt like you should have given me the ball and you should have given me a chance to score. Those two guys couldn't coexist any longer. In fact, I remember uh, the first year that Alex was working there, um, Rogers lived here in San Diego, and they sent Alex out here to just hang out with Aaron Rodgers, like go down there and create a relationship with him. We, me, Rogers, and Alex all went out to dinner. We hung out. We had a nice relationship. They were trying to get social. Aaron Rodgers was a different dude back then than he is today. That's probably 28-year-old Aaron Rodgers rather than 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers. So I think that Sean Payton is going to come back and be exactly like what Mike McCarthy is. Won a Super Bowl? Sure. How long ago? I mean, What year did the Saints win the Super Bowl? 2010? 11? 9. Right? Something like that? 2009? It's 15 years almost since Sean Payton has won a Super Bowl. But teams get obsessed with, look at the success that he had. Yes, he did. But when Sean Payton got Drew Brees, do you guys remember what Drew Brees was? Drew Brees was an injured guy who was looking for a home, and there were two teams that were interested, Miami and New Orleans. Miami chose Dante Culpepper. New Orleans chose Drew Brees. Or Drew chose New Orleans because that's what, what was available. Drew took that meeting with the Saints and, and had that press conference and looked like a shell-shocked guy. Like, this is all I can get is the Saints job. Because the Saints were a laughingstock back then. Peyton was young, Breeze was young, and they were partners. They were friends. I've told the story. Me and Billy Ray were having dinner one night in Miami at a Super Bowl with Drew Brees and his marketing guy, uh, who lives here in San Diego. And Sean Payton came and hung out, had dinner with us. They were friends. They were partners. They had a collaboration. They They were tied at the hip. And even though they only won one Super Bowl, Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Had one of those quarterback coach relationships. I don't believe. Well, Scott, yeah, let me. I just don't believe that Sean Payton can do that with a veteran quarterback at this point of his career.
1: Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Besides Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. how many coaches have more than one Super Bowl in the last twenty three years? Uh, I my guess is probably none. Exactly. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have, spo- and I've said this so many times. They have. They have changed the perception of how easy it is to win a Super Bowl. Andy Reid ain't doing it. hasn't done it. Like ha- hasn't done it. You know, what I'm saying like the, name the best coaches in the NFL right now. John Harbaugh, he's 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 got one. Pete Carroll, he's got one. Like name the best coaches
0: in the NFL. They only got one. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan, who a same. lot of people thinks are great coaches, got zero.
1: Right. So go out, get a coach that is available. Yeah, you got to trade for him. Get a coach that is available and automatically you're you got a top five head
0: coach in the NFL. Is Mike McCarthy a top five head coach in the NFL? No. Hell no. Then then why is Sean Payton a top five coach in the Thank NFL? you. Thank you. I mean, you. if
1: you just look at his record with what he did in, in the last five years that he did in, in New Orleans, they were first place in the NFC South. They 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 were supposed to go to another Super Bowl, but the, the refs screwed him out against the Rams. Like let, let's not revise history like the Saints weren't really no, no. freaking no, no, good they, they, under they, Sean Payton. No, no,
0: they were really good. And they were yeah. there every year. But right. they, but but just like Mike McCarthy with the Packers, or Andy Reid, they they haven't been or you, you just mentioned Pete Carroll, they mm-hmm. weren't able to do it over and over and over again. So why the Denver Broncos think that Sean Payton is going to walk through the door, they're going to pay him a fortune, and they're going to have great mm-hmm. expectations? I'm not rooting against Sean Payton. I just don't think it's going to work. I think a Super Bowl thirteen think they years have, ago is is not as impressive today.
1: I think they have so much money. That I'd rather take a chance with an established guy, no, that you know he knows what he's doing, as opposed to let me go get Brandon Staley and give it a shot. Let me go get, you know, who Nathaniel Hackett again, give it a shot. Let me go get any, name any first time head coach and to see how many times it works. New York, they didn't, they, how many times they swing and miss. Jacksonville, it's you know, like I'm saying, like, let's go out. We have the money. What's $85 million to us? We'll just, Open another Walmart, boom, we got it back. Yeah. Like, I just think that instead of we always bash the Chargers for being cheap and trying to get no name guys to be the next big thing, why not just go get the big thing?
0: I completely hear what you're saying. Totally agree. If you can get an experienced head coach that has Super Bowl credentials that can walk through the door and have everybody sit up and listen and go, Wow, we got to listen to this guy because he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Sean Payton. If you asked me last the summer, if in... you asked
1: me last summer who I want between Kevin O'Connell and Sean Payton, I'd probably say Sean Payton. Of course.
0: Or or right. Sean Payton or Brandon Staley. Of course, Sean Payton. Right.
1: Or Sean Payton or D'Amico Ryan. Or Sean Payton or Frank Reich or Sean Payton or any a name of most coaches, I'm gonna say Sean Payton.
2: We're talking you think, about you think Browner would rather have
1: lights. some defensive coordinator from the Colts or Sean Payton for the Bears? The defensive coordinator. I don't want okay. Sean Payton. That's what I'm telling you.
2: Okay. That's what you, you want to <laughs> hear what you want to hear, so you do that we're talking about blank slates with what the bears have. I would rather have the guy that they have didn't have Sean Payton. The The Broncos aren't going in with a blank slate. They have no cap space. They have no draft picks and the team that you have, that's what you got. That's Right. What you so got. let me get if, a
1: guy that knows what he's doing.
2: If you were going to,
1: instead talk, of a guy figuring it out,
2: <laughs> if the, if the Broncos had a top five pick, I would be far more on board with Sean Payton because he could get this kid and mold whomever the quarterback is going to be and what he wants to do. Russell Wilson is what he is.
0: I agree with you, Browner. He is I agree. what he
2: is. I agree. I don't
0: I don't know that Russell Wilson is going to all of a sudden go, you know what? Gosh, they got me Sean Payton. So now I've had Pete Carroll, and now I've got Sean Payton. So I'm going to do everything Sean Payton says to do because I think Russell Wilson is going to be like, this is who I am. This is what I've been. This is what I had they? success with.
2: Russell Wilson is going to tell you I'm bigger than Sean Payton. I've been to more Super Bowls than he has. What he gonna tell me? I'm playing, he'd been watching on TV
0: somewhere. Like
2: what like come on, man. Y'all, you, you, because I want to be specific, you are giving Sean way too much credit.
0: No, I, I agree with I crap. I hear what Alex mm-hmm. is saying
1: though. I mean that that I mean he's got a crap ton of wins, he's got a crap ton of division titles, he's gone deep multiple soup. he's multiple times in the playoffs. Like, I just don't know what more you want from a guy that to, to bring into it like literally they have no flexibility right browner so i'm going to bring in Correct. another nathaniel hack and try and figure it out like let's give let's give another random dude the chance to figure it out or let me know let me know go get a guy that knows exactly what he's doing and knows exactly what he wants and he knows what he's going in like what he's armed with i'd much rather have that for the Broncos situation and, than trying to swing and miss again right and have you staff seen together. him operate what have you well the staff
2: part yes he can do i'm not knocking him on that Have you seen him operate with a quarterback with the tools of
1: Russell Wilson? No, you have not. A short guy with that doesn't throw deep. Yes. All right, and he just happens to have an extra tool that he can run. I just wonder though. I just wonder if if who's the better passer,
2: Russell Wilson or Drew Brees? Drew Brees. What are you doing? What are you doing? Wait, wait! You don't think Drew Brees is the better passer than no? Then that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Just said Drew. Brees? Russell Wilson. had Right. I'm agreeing with you. Russell Wilson okay. is nowhere near on the level passer as Drew Brees is, and that's what made him great in that offense. Russell Wilson is not a good passer. He's a good playmaker. Totally different things.
0: Yeah, I don't think these two guys are going to get along, and and I think the Broncos are now going to be t- completely screwed into they can't get out of the Russell Wilson deal and they're not going to be getting out of the Sean Payton deal so these two guys better learn to live together and I wonder if if they can do it I really do
1: you just listen that's a different conversation because that's on Russell Wilson I, I just think they went and got the best coach and I'm always down for that
0: all right listen um stick around everybody Ryan Lindley the San Diego State offensive coordinator is going to join us in a matter of moments before we get there Grande can we get to the highlight of the day man
1: sure it's time for the highlight of the day man Will you I'm just really. Hi. Hello. today is brought to you by tour. Holistics, the new promo code for the month of February flowers, 23 flowers, 23. Got to give so them the those flowers. February. Flowers, 23. flowers. Spend 75 bucks at touring. California. Use that promo code. And you're going to get 20% off flowers, 23. All right. Um, well, let's just—we haven't talked about it, so I'll make it the highlight of the day. The Texans hired a, their third black coach in a row. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to the Houston Texans. Uh, they should be, like you said, Scott applauded. They hired D'Amico Ryan's, and listen, they're going to pay him for six years. How long is he going to be there? I don't know, but according to reports, he signed a six-year deal to be the next head coach of the Houston Texans. This is also a guy that draft that was drafted by the Houston Texans, right? Played for them for about six years, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, sued them uh for tearing his knee up uh on a playing field that and i don't now recall. they're back that i don't know so, hey yeah
0: yeah i don't well. remember that i don't remember them su- him suing them i have no not only do i not yeah. have recollection i have no knowledge of it yeah yeah i don't
1: know anything about yeah. it amico ryan sued the texans uh because i think he tore his knee up on one of their uh where their playing fields mm-hmm. and i think he ended up suing the maker of the grass or something uh, whatever it doesn't matter like
0: I'll just say congratulations. This. L- let me say this. <laughs> First of all, the Houston Texans should be applauded. While everybody else talks about, you know, hiring practices in the NFL, you can just take a look for example at what Carolina recently did. You know, Carolina defended themselves by hire- for hiring Frank Reich rather than I don't recall who the other gentleman was that they were talking about. Does anybody Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. Carolina defended themselves by saying the crew of people that we put together to analyze who should be our head coach White guy, white guy, black woman, black woman, white guy. I mean, like they, they made it seem like, hey, lots of cultural diversity in our organization. This is the decision our group came up with. We chose Frank Reich over Steve Wilkes. So the, the Houston Texans have been so bad for so long and they've, and they've continued to hire black head coaches, which again, they should be applauded for. The smartest thing they've done, in my opinion, is give this guy a six-year deal. Reason being is every player will know This guy's supposed to be the coach for the next six years. Doesn't mean he will be, but he ain't getting fired after a year. He's not getting fired after two years. Maybe you get to year three, and maybe they finally decide, you know what, let's go in a different direction. But giving him a longer-term deal than is normal in the NFL, to me, is an attempt. Doesn't mean it's going to work. An attempt at creating stability. Browner, you don't like this move.
2: Listen, man, you must be smoking on that highlight of the day if you don't think they will fire this man after one year and just pay him for the other five. I, I don't I don't mm-hmm. trust this organization one bit. Congratulations on Black History Month and this man getting paid as a black head coach in the NFL where that is not common. But this organization, this organization, I do not trust him. I, I think it's helpful that he has played for them so he knows the owner. They're comfortable with him. So he may get a little more leeway than Lovey Smith did or the, the super old guy they hired who was the oldest head coach in the history of first-time hires ever when they hired him. I just, I just don't like the way that they do business, whether it be Deshaun Watson. I don't like the way that they do business all around. But get that job, brother. Congratulations. Get in there. Do your thing. Hopefully, he can turn that organization around.
0: All right, let's do this. Ryan Lindley is coming up next. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios. Stick around, everybody. This is Kaplan & Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, it is Wednesday, February 1st. It's Kaplan & Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. You know, we've been trying to track down Ryan Lindley because we love this guy. And we love the story. I mean, here's a guy who played his high school ball in San Diego, played at San Diego State, chance to play in the NFL, has been working his way up the coaching ranks, got brought back to San Diego State last year, and is now elevated to offensive coordinator. We got a lot to talk about. Here is new San Diego State offensive coordinator, Ryan Lindley, back on Kaplan and crew in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Hey, Coach, how are you?
3: Appreciate it, man. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, man. It's been a lot going on. Like you said, the past three, four months been a been a whirlwind for me and the family, but uh super excited to be back home. I mean, this is this is in a lot of ways, you know, you make your five year, 10-year plan. This is this is soon as possible and way down the line. You want to be back home when when you can. So when coach called, I was I was first thing out.
0: Can you just take us, Ryan, through the chronology? Just just I know it sounds like a lot. High school ball into San Diego State and everything that's kind of just all the little stops along the way to get you to where you are today.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, obviously came from Alpine. My parents are still up there and El Capitan High School. I went there, you know, most my sister went to Granite Hills. And most guys are most guys are Granite Steel all the way up there in the mountains. But uh, my dad was working at El Cap. So I went there. I thought I was a baseball player. I always joke like whenever I see Tony Gwen in the hallways here at San Diego State, like I was I was a kid in a candy store, man. Like I anytime he'd stop and talk, which he did often, man. I mean, he was he was obviously everybody knows a legend. So. Uh, you know, fast forwarding through that, got lucky enough to get a scholarship. Chuck Long offered me here and uh and played for him for the first two years. Um, obviously, you know, things things weren't going the direction everybody intended it to. So that uh as fortune would have it, got me with Coach Hoke. So I had Coach Hoke for two years, played for him. Um, and we were successful enough that, that he got the Michigan job uh after my junior year. So right. Coach Long, uh, I'd been the defensive coordinator. Obviously, we had a relationship and I still vividly remember, you know, being a kid and you know, you under you understood a little bit why like Coach Long got let go, but when 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 Brady took off, it was kind of you know you're you're in shock a little bit. Uh, and I remember Coach Long just kind of coming to me and say, "Hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna keep things really the same. You know, steady the ship. We're going in the right direction. Let's keep it going." And obviously, you know, Rocky did that for for ten plus years here. So um, you know, I, I, it's it's really exciting to be back here. See how the program's evolved because that's college football. You gotta you gotta evolve with the times, but um, you know, getting me getting me back here. Now it's, it's been a blast. So I know I, I skipped my NFL career because no, no. Honest with you, I'm <laughs> 50 pounds past my playing weight. And I always tell our quarterbacks, they want to, they want to watch some clips and stuff of me doing it. And I go, guys, I would never recruit a guy as slow as me. Okay. And I know, I know I can, spin <laughs> it, but listen, I, I need you guys to all play a hell of a lot better than I ever did. So <laughs> you know, I, I skipped the playing days. I had a, I had a, I had a phenomenal opportunity, uh, you know, lived in Arizona, played for the Cardinals. I have a ton of respect for, for the coaches I played for there in that organization and had my few cups of coffee, even even learned some French out in the eastern part of Canada <laughs> uh, and then jumped back into this coaching thing. So that got me back with Coach Long uh, as a G.A. and uh, bounced around, got two opportunities with the Cleveland Browns for a year and a half plus, um, which which was uh, an experience in itself. Still still looking back on that ton to learn, ton I learned as a young coach. Um, and then really when I call it kind of like a sabbatical, you know. I I got into the analyst thing, uh, COVID. I was with Andy Ludwig, a former offensive coordinator of mine, learned a ton from him from him as an analyst, as an assistant. Um, and then went down with Zach Arnett and thought about it. I was I was back on the dark side on the defensive side of the ball. And uh that's what brought me back here. So um, like I said, coming back home was always a dream come true. It was always the end goal and uh Happy to, happy to be back here getting, getting things going in the right direction.
0: Ryan Lindley is here. He's the offensive coordinator now with San Diego State. And, you know, just talking about playing high school ball in San Diego and playing at San Diego State and being through, um you know, these coaching changes, um you know, from Chuck Long to Brady Hoke to Rocky Long. And then wasn't there a spot in your career where you were like a private coach? Mm-hmm. And, and didn't you even coach? I remember us talking about this back then. Didn't you coach Carson Wentz and Jared Goff getting them ready for the NFL draft back then?
3: I did. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of my period. I had gotten let go for my second or third time, you know, in the NFL. And I kind of knew that was, that was starting to, you know, trend downward. I'd had my opportunities and didn't necessarily flourish. Um, So kind of saw, you know, they figure out what the, what the next move is after football playing that is so. Uh, you know, I'd always thought about coaching, wasn't sure I was fully committed to that at the time. Um, so those draft ending deal is really like a like a three month commitment, you know. So we recruited a little bit in December with the kids uh, as, as I worked with an agency. We recruited them, uh, you know, did the did the training process, as a lot of guys are going through right now, did that January to, to March, April. Um, and it really kind of let me know, like, OK, like now, now one thing I will say, first and foremost, those two cats were going to get drafted, one and two, no matter who worked with them. You know, <laughs> you, You're only as good a coach as your players are. So I, I still keep in contact with those guys. And, and obviously, you know, they've had ups and downs in their careers. It's great to see Jared kind of on the upswing. I, I hope Carson gets back on track and, and finds a new place to be. But um, that, that really let me know. You know, I worked with Jared and Carson the first year, which you couldn't get any better than one and two at quarterback. Um, Mitch Trubisky the following year. And then my third year when I kind of knew I wanted to get into coaching I worked with a guy by the name of Luke Falk out of Washington state. So uh, after that, I kind of knew, you know, I, I knocked on Rocky's door and really I was willing to volunteer and he had a GA job for me working on defense. So that's kind of the genesis of of my coaching career.
0: How'd you wind up getting to the Cleveland Browns? Because Kevin O'Connell, who's now obviously the coach of the Minnesota Vikings, his career also started. He was Johnny Manziel's quarterback coach Mm -hmm. with the Cleveland Browns. What year were you there? Who was the quarterback and how'd you get that gig?
3: Yeah. Yes. I mean, even, even how I got there, um, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, like looking up to Kevin, I mean, I played with him for, for one year here. I mean, he's he's always been such a role model to me. And when I got into it, I kind of looked at it as like, hey, you know, it's, it's worked out for him. Maybe this private coaching gig is a good stair step into into coaching in the NFL or in college. Um, but uh, really, for me, it was just relationships. I had played for Freddie Kitchens, who was my quarterback coach for the Arizona Cardinals for two years. Um, he was the running backs coach. Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley were let go. Todd Haley was the offensive coordinator. Freddie was elevated to coordinator, and uh, really, as, as he put it, just needed a guy that he could trust to, to step into the running back room. You know, was, and, and I told him same kind of thing when I started coaching DBs. It's like, hey, like I am the last guy to tell anybody how to run a football. So, uh, luckily, you know, the common theme here: good players make a good coach. I had Nick Chubb, uh, a guy named Duke Johnson, a number of really good players in that room that uh, I coached a lot more of pass protection and the and the and the pass schemes. The run game I kind of let their natural ability take over so uh, I coached the running backs really for the first half year when Freddie Kitchens was elevated we had some success he was elevated to head coach and I got moved in the quarterback room where obviously I was a little bit more comfortable so uh was there with Baker Mayfield uh for one year as his quarterback coach and uh as you say you know we we, we found enough enough ways to, to screw that thing up and <laughs> a lot of a lot of lessons learned but um was a great time for me, great experience. Obviously, as a young coach, and uh, I've learned a ton from it that I get I give to my guys every day. You know, lessons learned from from different things that we did during that time.
0: Why though, Ryan? Ryan Lindley, the offensive coordinator of San Diego State, is with us. Why didn't you then say, "Look, I'm already in the NFL. I'm already a position coach in the NFL. Why don't I just try and find another quarterback coaching job or coach wide receivers? You've already coached running backs. Why did you not?" decide to stay in or try to stay, maybe you did, in NFL coaching?
3: No, no doubt. And I I was going to say, to be honest, I'll I'll plead ignorance on that. Like, like really, with with how I was elevated so quickly in the game, I mean, I was a graduate assistant who really just wanted to volunteer with the offensive line. You know, Mike Schmidt was a buddy of mine I played with and obviously was having some success here as an offensive line coach. So I figured, you know, be with a guy that I know and and learn a little something from him. And obviously, as, as fate would have it, it elevated to a different direction. Um, so I really had no idea, you know, once I was fired, I was two years into coaching. I'm sitting at home in Cleveland without a job. And o- only thing I got from some guys that were my mentors were just call anybody, you know, or you played for, you know, so I, I, you know, and I can't stand cold calling. So some of them, I look back and it's like, well, I played for this guy six years ago. I haven't talked to him since, but I have his number. So I'm cold calling Josh McDaniels, you know, and he's, he's answering the phone to being a nice guy. But at the end of the day, he don't got a job for me, you know, so all of this comes to fruition of I wait two or three months and COVID is also hitting at the same time, so it, it really worked out. Where I called Coach Ludwig, who same kind of thing we had kept in touch, limited, but uh, at the end of the day they had an they had a position open up as an analyst, and uh, it just worked out that I could come in there and and kind of the timing of it was rough because we were we were virtual pretty much the the first six months I was there, but
0: this is where is
3: this at Mississippi State? This is at Utah. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, it, it it kind of really was like a lot of things, to be quite honest with you, was, was luck and just being around the right people. So uh, Andy had a spot for me and, and kind of took me under his wing as he did when I played for him and um, definitely definitely set me back in, in the right direction.
0: And then how did you get to where you were last year before you got back to San Diego State?
3: Yeah, so that was, uh, like I said, you know, I always, I always tell any, any of our guys too, it's how you treat people, you know, in relationships and in, in this thing and in anything. Um, uh, you know, Zach Garnett was the defensive coordinator when I was the graduate assistant here. So he, he uh, you know, I had a situation where, you know, I was, I was kind of looking for some more growth in, in my coaching experience. And we had just been talking simply as friends, you know, and, and he brought up the opportunity of, well, you know, I, it's the SEC. There's, there's quite a bit of money down here. I can I can create a guy, you know, to, to basically get a spot and had another guy leave. And so either way, it, things kind of came up where it just became an advantageous situation for me and uh, decided to decided to move on and try something new in, in uh, SEC country.
0: So weird though, right? Like to, to change jobs in season, to go from, to go from Mississippi state where you're coaching defense and come home to San Diego state. And now you're coaching, I guess it was quarterbacks last year, right? Yes, sir. I mean, in the middle of a season.
3: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, and I always say like, you know, there, we have our coaches convention. It was in January and you know, there's guys that get up and and give clinic talks and speak on, you know, like how how to climb the ranks in the coaching business, like any business, right. Any convention. And, uh, you know I, i've always looked at it as like hey my i've been as unconventional as it gets you know you don't you don't leave places you know the, the positions i was in obviously as a graduate assistant you're you're very low on the totem pole even as an analyst you know, you're you're an auxiliary staff member and your 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 responsibilities can can range from a lot to a little you know so i did a lot still on the offensive side of the ball you know a lot of my thing was scouting Running scout offense, giving like a an insight into what the quarterback was thinking while I was coaching on defense anyway. So my mind has always kind of been there on offense. It's just uh I've been I've been dabbling and uh on the other side of the ball and getting some secrets here and there when I could.
0: Amazing story. Absolutely incredibly told. Ryan Lindley, the offensive coordinator at San Diego State, is with us. Fellas, uh feel well, now free he's to here. jump in. Yeah, now he's now here. he's here.
1: And yeah. I I I made this like graphic, I don't have it right now, but the the different I know you weren't here before obviously but once you got here and obviously the offensive the whole thing changed with Jalen coming in at quarterback um what happened because it was an unrecognizable offense from the first few weeks to when you and and Jeff kind of took over and Jalen took over what happened
3: yeah I mean I I I look back to it we kept it simple you know um I think obviously the situation was as wild as it gets you know and a lot of guys, I think, read the headline of, of safety turned quarterback. Now, that's, you know, that doesn't give the whole story of the fact that Moose was a four-star quarterback coming out of high school that signed an SEC West program. And, you know, he, the ability was always there. It was, it was the matter of putting him in a comfortable situation and getting it out of him. So that's right. I give coach Horton so much credit, obviously not the, not the ideal situation. You know, the guy who you go into the season with um, gets to let go. Uh, you kind of have to pivot mid-year and, and do that. So, Coach Ward did a phenomenal job riding the ship there. And for me, it was really – because I'm too right? I, I get here on a, on a Sunday night or a Monday morning, and I'm learning the offense, you know, on at, at warp speed. I'm teaching the kids what I know. I mean, I'll even admit there were times – there were guys in the room that, you know, Braxton was hurt at the time, but I'm even asking, asking Braxton some things like, okay, how was this taught before? What's the principle of this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'll put my own spin on it, what I think works, you know, and evaluating the whole time. As we're getting ready to play Hawaii – I'm evaluating how they were taught before, giving a little bit of, you know, kind of kind of tweaking what I think will work better, what we can improve on. So it, it was really 100 miles an hour. And that's what I say, too. I, I give Hort a ton of credit. I give our kids credit because I think really the, the biggest thing is sometimes change can just be a catalyst. And I think that's the number one thing that that Moose brought to the table and Coach Hort did was, you know, hey, we're going to inspire these guys, put it in their hands, and uh, just let them go play football and have fun.
2: Hey, man, listen, sometimes the best cooking is home cooking. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that in this way. You have done all these things. If you've been to all these places, then you went to defense, then you came back to offense. And I think you saw something in that kid, and you saw something within this offense where the light went on. Because as a viewer, as a viewer, see, I'm honest. I'm not going to play no games. It ain't. It wasn't watchable. <laughs>
0: that's,
1: a,
2: that's, a, that's, a beautiful, that's a beautiful building. We yeah. love the coach on this show. He's a straight shooter. And you can't go wrong with a straight shooter. Ryan, this is man, coming from man. a
1: guy who bet me that standing state wouldn't throw for a hundred yards in the uh, last season. Man, and then don't... you can't, and then you came in and won me that bet right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to
2: tell
3: you, I'm going to tell Unfortunately, he was playing a law of averages prior to, yeah. Prior to that. Yeah. Unfortunately. Right. Yeah.
1: I,
2: I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. You have made me a believer in the offensive efficiency of this school of this, of, of the, of what's going forward. I'm now on board because I need to be entertained, okay? I I, I'm sitting down to watch these games in my time. I'm giving my time to this university. I got to get what I got to get to get to the stadium. Now, it's only 10 minutes from my house, but I still got to go through all I got to go through to get there to watch it. I can't get that time back, so please yeah. entertain me. You've done that. You are home. You in the kitchen. You cooking. You the chef now. What should we be looking forward to? Because now you're going into a second year, so now it's going to be expectations. I don't want to come out here and see no three yards
3: in the cloud of dust from you. <laughs> no, I, hear you. I hear you. So I guess that one, one I appreciate it because I, I agree with you. You know, the, the reality is um, s- sports is entertainment. You know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, time is money. And the people that decide to spend time with us and come out to the stadium we're appreciative sure that because you're in San Diego, baby. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you could be doing. So yeah, uh, right. I, I know I'm always going to be an Aztec at heart, and wherever I'm at in the country, in the world, I, I'm going to want to tune in. But uh, you know, I, I get it. I'm going to say that. So uh, our building is phenomenal. I went out there for Monster Jam a couple of weeks ago, and I still every time I walk through there, it's it's
0: uh, like why know, wasn't it I, here I when I was mean, playing? And
3: <laughs> I and I listen the 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 there's some things about the old Murph that, that I love too, but. Gosh, this, this Snapdragon is phenomenal. I'm, I'm yeah. really happy, happy to be back home. Happy that our guys can play in there. But uh, I'll say this: the number one thing I will say, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to give uh, give two minute too much away. You know, the, the guys we play week one to three got to got to got to do their research too and get their work in. But I just put it like this: I'm, I'm teaching my son. He's two years old. He knows at this point, you put the square peg in the square hole. You put the round one in the round one. Okay, I, I have some ideas of what I want to do. Obviously, everybody wants to be really successful, score a ton of points. I just want to make sure like we did with Moose, like Hort did, we need to do with our players right now, you know, and the transfer portal creates some opportunities to go out and find some players, you know, find some square pegs that fit in your square holes, but we're, we're going to, we're going to do what our players do successfully right now. So uh, I've preached on these guys. We're going to get back to some basic stuff. So uh, I'm not I'm not promising anybody. We're going to go out there. I know I spent some time with Mike, Mike Leach. I was on the defensive side. This thing ain't going to be air right now. I'm going to tell you that. Like, <laughs> and, and where I say, like I've said it before, there's a blueprint. Like the blueprint has been built. And what we have on campus right now, we're going to run the football. Now, we also have guys that can create explosive plays in the pass game, and we need to find a way to maximize those and hit on those when we can. And the number one thing is in this quarterback room, because I think that's that's where it starts. So we have a guy that we've built some trust in. He's built some confidence in himself. Now, he'd also tell you the last two weeks he needs to play a heck of a lot better. So I, I've told him it it worked out to me, not perfectly, because we would have gone 8-0 and and ran the table and done all that great stuff. But it's, it's lit a fire under him. He's gained enough confidence. But it's in himself and from the team, but these last two weeks lit a fire under him. Knowing of okay, I had those players, those games right through for three hundred plus yards. I was dialed in. We were we were you know we were we were pushing the ball down the field. It was great. So we got to get these guys, these young guys that are going to step up. We got to get them back to that point where we're pushing the ball down the field, getting guys on their heels and and being the aggressor, being the hammer right. On, you
1: do, on do on you off. know if last like off season he was just safety right? He wasn't taking.
3: I, I, believe, was he I taking? believe and I, you know, I, once again, some of the stuff I yeah. was in here for, so it's second, right, right, right. I believe is about this time, like, you know, a month before spring ball, uh, when we were kind of getting back on campus where I think, you know, whether it was Braxton coming in, once again, I'm speculating, yeah. this point, it was around this time last year that he, uh, he had switched to safety. Yes.
1: Wow. So this Amazing. whole off season of being quarterback. You gotta assume he's gonna be better, right? I mean, he's gonna be just more comfortable, at least. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. I'd say yeah.
3: we, we've already, you know, we're already, we're already sitting down. He's he's been chomping at the bit to to get with some things, you know, just s- s- like in the in the system schematically, things that'll change, you know. Um, and and one really good thing is like knowing where Moose is coming from. You know, I mean, obviously the success he had. Like I said, this the old square pegs were. We're gonna do things that are catered to his game as well. Can
2: can we do something that? Can we do something again? This is for me to help. You Yeah, ninety seconds, you. Browner. Yeah, you ninety. It's gonna going, going take me fifteen seconds. Let's get that young man a new number. He's gonna be on billboards. He's gonna be on buses. He's gonna be on bus stops and t-shirts. That number ain't gonna cut it no more.
3: Well, I'll tell you what. When you when you look like that, but your name is Moose, you're already you're already making your own mold. So I guess I guess that's his deal. He's eighteen's been eighteen's his thing, and. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I'm with you. You know, it, it ain't the norm. I think Peyton Manning's the only guy that's – Yeah, Peyton Manning. But uh, Moose, Moose is going to try, too. I'll tell you what, he, he moves around a whole lot different than the uh, than the other 18 did. So I'm excited <laughs> to keep, let him cut loose and get after it.
0: Hey, Ryan, last thing, and we'll have more conversations well before the season starts, but I'm just curious. So now will San Diego State recruit a different kind of player for quarterback? Will they recruit a guy who can run a, a different style of offense than what's been run before your arrival?
3: You know. And I, and I mentioned that, and I'm dead serious. Like, I, I, the one, two things to me, I mean, accuracy is something that can be adjusted and, and worked on a little bit, but I, I truly believe it's, it's not necessarily a taught trade. Like, you, you, you pick up a ball and, and you can throw it where you want to, or you really can't. You know, there's some things technically I'm going to work with our guys on, but, uh, two things I'm working for are guys that are athletic, guys that are facilitators with the ball. Um, um and uh and and accurate you know so and that's why I say like I'm not gonna recruit a lot of guys that that look like I did coming out of high school you know (laughs) the game has changed defenses are faster guys are getting after the quarterback I need a guy that if I call let's say I even call the wrong play it's gonna happen okay or somebody messes up up front I need a guy that I call an eraser okay he can erase those mistakes and still make it a positive play and when you look back on what Moose did that was a ton of his game you know it wasn't necessarily he wasn't doing exactly what what i taught him every time because he had just gotten here a week and started playing quarterback right but he reacted and made plays and was an eraser for us made things yeah. right got us moving the ball down the field and that's where i say a lot of that is on him and on the kids that are out there on the field
0: let me tell you man we got to go but if uh if you were coming into san Diego state now you'd be like travis kelsey you'd start as a quarterback and move to a <laughs> tight end seriously hey, right ryan, ryan we got to hustle we got to go Great to see you. Congratulations. You got a bunch of huge fans here and we look forward to many more conversations. Thank you, Ryan. No, Lindley. Let's, let's
3: get back together soon. I'll say, hopefully see you at Del Mar this summer.
0: Absolutely. Stick around All everybody. Right. We got a lot more to get to. We're in the seven mile casino studios here on Kaplan and crew. All right, guys wrapping things up. Um, I got to tell you guys that conversation with Ryan Lindley was amazing. I mean, just, just to reestablish for everybody who he is, where he's from, where he's been, and to get him back home now, and to hear what he's thinking about, and I realized, look, we're getting ready for the Super Bowl. We're not thinking about college football necessarily, but that's a fun conversation to have. He was great. What'd you guys think?
2: Yeah, man, it was good to hear from him. Man, it was good to hear, hear his direction, hear where he's been, where he's going. I like it. I believe in him, man. Like I said, I told y'all he gonna be the next head coach. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want well, to say it to him because that's rude. It's, but. No,
0: no, but it, it's it's probably what San Diego State is hoping for that. You know, let, I don't know how much longer Brady Hoke is going to be their coach. I don't remember how old Brady recently turned, and it's not like he's 80 years old. But I could see where San Diego State is thinking to themselves, this is our future head coach, but here's the thing. They're going to have to have a succession plan, and Brady's going to have to be on board. Otherwise, a young coach like this could have some success gone and could be gone quickly. Hey, and with well, all of the relationships that he has in the NFL, he could – I mean, listen, could you imagine Kevin O'Connell calls him and goes, hey, man, I know you're home, but bro. Come be our offensive coordinator. Listen,
1: man, I think that hey, is the kind hey, of problem 12, that you baby. want to happen.
2: Absolutely. Yes.
1: Because if, because if, that's a good if sign. that stuff's not happening, it's not going well.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. That's right.
2: That's right. I agree 100%. Man, I agree. So, yeah. Well, well I was like the,
1: you know, the keep it, keep it simple, stupid method. You know, like just it is what it is. I know what I got, I know who I don't got. You know, you can. You could watch Georgia, and then you can watch San Diego State, and you can tell the difference. So let's just not pretend to be something we're not. Let's just be good at what we are.
0: Yeah. All right, listen, um, Alex. I want you to let's get out of here because I'm fading, and I know you're probably. Dude, I just it.
1: broke a fever in that conversation. Like really? I, I, it's it, it's hot in here right now. Really, it's hot
0: in here right now, dude. Dude, I'm freezing so. still. Everybody, go. All right, we
2: gotta go. Happy birthday, baby Jay. I see you. Soon. Wait, Aww. baby Jay's birthday today.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, is she, 10 bird, now? she three or four?
2: Fifty, it feels like yeah. she's four.
0: Four. Damn! Congrats, brother. Congrats. Too fast. All right, man. Oh, dude, you think that's fast? Wait till your kids are in college. I, I no joke, Browner. I had a but. I had a friend. Um, I, I saw about two weeks ago. He was my first friend when I moved to San Diego. My very first friend. Our kids started playing. They went to preschool together at two year, at a year old, one year old. They were in preschool together. They played soccer together at five, six, seven. They played baseball together. The same thing they graduated high school a year apart and he and I ran into each other recently. And we said his, his kids are in one kid graduated college. Two kids are in college. And I'm like, how did that all happen so fast? We, we were friends. Our, we had two kids. They were each one, each one was one year old here. These kids are now they're 21, 22 and they're all through high school and they're all through little league and they're all through, they're getting through college. I'm like, how did that happen? So if you think four happened mm. fast, just wait, brother.
2: Hmm. No, no. Talks. All right, we got
0: to go. We're out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow, Bye. Bye. hopefully. We think we'll be back tomorrow. It depends on how Alex is going to be feeling. Peace out, everybody.